welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. It's going to be an incredible night. We have some stuff to go over before we get started, so we need to get to that. The number to call in if you'd like to read tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Have your pens and pencils and notebooks and journals and inkwells or whatever you write with handy. Be pulling those out as I go through some of this information because we will be getting to our inspiration from the inkwell segment of the show in just a moment. So first, I want to let you guys know that I am here this week, (laughs) but next week, and actually for the next two, possibly three weeks, I am going to be gone. Christopher Ryan, our beloved, is going to be hosting the program for us, and one week we will be having a workshop. All right. So when I was talking to Christopher, asking him if he could cover these weeks for me, uh, he was like, but what if nobody calls in? And it's always like the biggest fear. What if you get on the show and you're looking at the switchboard and there's no one there? What do you do, right? (laughs) So I promised him that you guys would all stop in and say hi and read something for him and make him feel appreciated and welcomed and and not scared because he's afraid no one will call in. (laughs) Um, I am going to be gone. I'm going to be out on a solo camping trip in the middle of the wilds of Utah in the swell down there in the desert, chasing dead things and writing and working on my book and just taking a really needed break. to unplug and rewind and just charge my batteries. Some of you may know that I recently lost my mom, and so this trip is uh, comes at a, actually a really good time because, yeah, I need the dogs to stop barking sometimes, you know? It's nice to go where it's quiet and nobody can find you and your dishes aren't yelling at you and your laundry's not yelling at you. So I'm really excited about this, you guys. <laughs> I can't even tell you. Um, it is the first show of the month, so I decided that I was going to combine a couple things. So where I'm going in, if you guys want to Google it, you can Google it so you can see where I'm going, the area that I'm going in. It's the swell. I'm going to be all over that area in Utah. Um, doing my paleontology studies and and writing and trying to stay away from rattlesnakes. <laughs> but where I'm going, one of the places that where I'm writing my book about is a place called Nine Mile Canyon. And uh, so, if you get a chance to look that up, that do. So the poem, the the point to hold all of this is that on the first of every month, under my agreement with you guys over the last 16 years, because I would never read on the show, is that on the first show of every month, was our compromise, I would read one of my poems. And the one that I'm going to share with you guys tonight has been on one of my banners. So if you're on my Facebook page, you've probably seen it. But I wanted to read it tonight because it was written about Nine Mile Canyon. 
you know, it'd be kind of neat sometime to just be able to have a moment where we weren't doing this show, where I could just sit and tell you guys about this place, where we could just sit and talk and have some fun and share and about things that inspire us, whatever, because this is it for me, Nine Mile Canyon, and the prairies in Utah, or in Wyoming, but this place, this is my, we all have somewhere we're rooted to, and this is mine, um, and I could explain why, but I'm not going to do that right now. Anyway, so I'm always thinking about it there, and I wrote this piece that talks about that part of me that walked into that canyon and never walked out. So that's what that's who and what this poem is about. So I thought it would be a really neat time to share this one with you because that's where I'm going to be next week. So the, it's called Threshold, and it goes like this. You can hear it scream, feel it pulling that unnamed hollow thundering inside her. It is carved there as deeply as those ancient canyon walls of its birth. The haunting unabated keeps her tethered there still. Her savage self that refused to leave. She is there pouring a prime evil across red cliffs, calling out the names of dancing shadows. She is there painted hands clutching broken remnants of coyote echoes and murmurs of a language lost in smoldering sage. She is there walking the path of elder footprints, only she and the unsated winds remember. Always she is there still. So that was written about the part of me that walked into that canyon and never walked out, and I'm really excited to go visit her. So I appreciate you all while I'm gone taking care of Christopher and calling in and making him feel welcome and so it's like his worst nightmare doesn't come true. (laughs) We can't have that. Um, So that's cool. And and I very much appreciate that from you guys. And as a reward for doing that, we are going to be running another contest, another drawing in June. That's what it is. We're going to be doing a Speakeasy Cafe mystery prize drawing for the month of June. And what that's going to be is anyone who posts on my page, and you can't tag me in it, right? You can't tag me in it. You have to post it on my page, a poem about place. So that's what I want for the month of June. I want poems about place, like the mine right now that I just read. That was about Nine Mile Canyon, poem of place. So I want you to post on my page, and as many as you want, I don't care. I will read them all. Every single time you post a poem of place, about a place, on my page, Facebook page, in the month of June, will get you entered into the, into the drawing. Okay. If you are not on my contacts list and you would like to be involved in this, you can find me on Facebook under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a friend's request and we can uh, get you set up so you can join in the drawing for the month of June. 
poems of place. And you can Google that if you've not written it before, but basically it's just a poem about a place, you know. That one's not too complicated. I don't care if it's a made-up place. I don't care if it's the Wildwood. I don't care if it's Mars. I'd really like to hear about some places that are special to you, though, real places. That would make me really happy. All right, so that's it, our contest for June. Anything, poem of place, any poem of place posted on my page gets you in the drawing. How many times do you want to be entered? The prizes are really cool. Trust me. All right. Okay, I want to take a moment, and we need to thank our sponsors. Those of you, yes, I did just take a drink of water. Those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped to cover a portion of our 2023 broadcasting license, and this is so important because this our 16th year on the air. We could no longer be here and doing this, it not for the support of the community of you guys, both poets and listeners alike, have pitched in. And it just means so much. Because we couldn't do this anymore without you guys. I couldn't do the broadcasting licenses anymore on my own. So the fact that we're here is because of these guys, because of all of us who support the community. Our sponsors, our readers, our listeners, our promoters. Yeah, you guys are amazing. Okay, so, dun-dun-dun. Did I have something I was going to do there? No, I didn't. Okay, I need to get a dun-dun-dun noise. I'm having fun with these sound effects, you guys. I'm going to be a pro here. I've only worked in radio since I was 18 and doing this show for 16 years. I'll I'll get it down one of these days. (laughs) Anyway, our 2023 sponsors are Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold, my blue man, David Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Miss, Jessica Brooks, Karen Death Rider DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krista Jopek, Krista Jopek's dog, T.S. Elliott, Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha, oh, she just told me today, not ch- chief, chef, chef, Martha Chefsick. Gosh, I'm good. Whew. I had that written wrong before, so I was calling her Chief Sick because I didn't know how to say her last name. She's only like one of my best friends in the very world, like real life people that I see face to face and, you know, you slobber and spit in front of each other type of friend. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know how to say her last name. <laughs> That's horrible. All right. Next, Michael Emerald, Jimmy and Missy Jimmy Ray Davis, and Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and Mae Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton, my SSM. I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, our music man, John Kays, the Rain Man, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, Deep Enough, and Joe the Poet. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely appreciate you. All right, so now, now do you guys know what time it is? It's time to play a recording. No. 
It's time for inspiration from the inkwell. I, I, my notes got mixed up. <laughs> yeah, you know, y'all think that I just have to sit here and have fun ab-libbing this stuff? Nah. Mm-mm. I have every word I'm saying written down. <laughs> All right. Anyway, next we are doing our inspiration from the inkwell. So I, I hope I stalled and made up things <laughs> that I just now said that aren't really real, but they are. Um, long enough for you to get your, your writing utensils and, and parchment of choice out. We're going to run through your weekly prompts for the week. It's really important we get those out there. Um, remember that the prompts, prompts are like seeds planted. You know, I give you a lot of different writing assignments and stuff, but these, these are meant to grow into poems. Their full intent is to inspire you into writing something. So with that said, the poem can be the title, uh, the prompt can be the uh, title of the poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. Beyond that, what you do with them is entirely up to you. So let's get started. Now remember these prompts, this, the last three weeks and this week as well, um, the prompts that we're doing are from you guys, the poets. I put a post on my page and told everyone, okay, we need prompts and go. So all of these are your guys' prompts. And I'm telling you, y'all are pretty silly on some of these. And I absolutely love it because it's something I would never have thought of. So I hope you're having fun with these. Watch for that post each week so that you can uh, hear your prompt up here. I'm going to see if I can get a bunch of them from you guys so I can have some ready for Christopher when he has to host because I want to keep his stress level down to a minimum. don't want him to have to sit there and try to come up with prompts that are sad. <laughs> All right, so tonight, these are what we're working with for the week. Number one, Wildwood in the Moonlight. Wildwood in the Moonlight. Two, Floating on a Sea of Whipped Cream. <laughs> floating on a sea of whipped cream. Three, summer in Amish country. Summer in Amish country. I really like that one. <laughs> Painting toenails of the street. Painting toenails of the street. I, I loved it when I saw that one. All right. Ink is to pen as is to paper write on. Ink is to pen as is to paper write on. There we go. I got that one out. Six, playing hide and seek with myself. Playing hide and seek with myself. Seven, caught between a rock and a dumpster fire. (laughs) Caught between a rock and a dumpster fire. How bad can things have to be? Eight, why the fox ran from the rabbit. Why the fox ran. Nine. Wormholes. Wormholes. Ten. If you see me coming. If you see me coming. Eleven. I really need to address the passenger who keeps setting my pants on fire. I really need to address the passenger who keeps setting my pants on fire. Twelve. My soul is leaking. My soul is leaking. Thirteen. What you do not yet know. What you do not yet know. 
I hear, see, and feel. I hear, see, and feel. That one is a really good one, you guys. Think about it. Let's, let's play with that one for just a second. I hear, see, and feel. Sounds pretty simple, right? But what if you, what if the title of the poem was I hear, see, and feel, and the poem is about the barrel of a gun or a baby blanket or an alcoholic's glass or your grandpa's watch. Think of all the different things. Or maybe you're talking to that voice inside. Maybe that that's it. Maybe your voice is telling you, I hear, see, and feel. You don't know theirs yet. And then it's going to jump out and get you. Okay, that's a Jimmy poem. All right, anyway, so really, think of, yeah, that one's a good one. I want everyone to write to that one. And then my addition for this week was the eraser, ultimate weapon. <laughs> the eraser ultimate weapon of destruction. Remember, you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts or use all the lines in one poem. What you do with them, how you mix them up, that's all entirely. Have fun with those word puzzles, guys, and go. Before you do that, though, and remember to do this, you should do this before you sit down every time when you sit down to write to something that has inspired you. And this is what we call your pick apart a prompt writing exercise and what it teaches you is the first thing that you think of when you hear something that inspires you is not always the best direction to go because just like keyword advertising if you happen to look up a tent for the next two weeks you're going to see nothing but tent ads right it's kind of like that so you put something in your brain and instantly it's going to pull up everything familiar but the problem with that is Everybody is pulling up those things that are familiar. There's a reason that if I say October, one of the first two things you were thinking of had orange in it, didn't it? Right? So it's to push you past those things, to find things that are uniquely you, that only you could think of, that are different. So you should do this every time you sit down to write to anything that has inspired you because nobody wants to write basic. I can't believe I just did that. I've always wanted to do that. Be one of those one of those girls, you know, the hair tossers. You so basic. Okay. Anyway, uh, that was short lived in that career. <laughs> so what you do to do this is first you start out by taking the first prompt, and I want you to write it at the top of a clean journal page, and then underneath that, I want you to write instead of a poem. Yet, I would like you to write at least six different ideas for poems you could write to the prompt. Okay? So six different things. Then go to number two, number three, number four, all the way down to number 15. It is now because with my extra one I'm throwing in there. It may make God ever go back to 14. That's just, you know, the cool thing about being me. I'm God of the numbers on the prompts. Oh, the power. Anyway, so all the way down to the bottom until you have at least six different ideas for poems you could write 
encourage you, even if you don't do this every time, all of you at some point, one time, just say, fine, Nyla, I'll do it. And sit down and, and run through one of these lists doing that. You will not get through it without something grabbing a hold of you. So totally unexpected that when you're done writing it, you're just going to be like sitting there going, wow, and you'll need a drink of water and a cigarette. It's going to happen. Guaranteed. So always do your pick-apart prompt exercise before you sit down and start to write to anything. So I'm not doing any of the other stuff because I'm going on vacation. That means that teacher is giving you guys a little bit of break from the homework, and you get to enjoy a little slack time while I'm gone. (laughs) But remember... uh, As food for our creative souls, we are focusing on reading, 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 reading. You need to do that all the time, always, nonstop. If you're not reading more than you are writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have that that input in order to have any sort of output that ends up not being mundane because you don't have any new input. And it's like you're a one-trick pony. Nobody wants to be that. So however it is, feed your creative soul just it'll grow to be stronger trust me all right and i show our writer's discipline every day when you go out into the world i want you to write a haiku poem haiku poem is three lines with a five seven five syllable count each day i want you to go out into the world and find something that is worth 17 syllables and i'm talking to you those of you who are not doing this right now the creative side of you, the muse that you seek inside, that, that part of your brain has to be taken care of. You go out every single day and, and rush, 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 and do, 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 do for everyone. You can give your core soul, yourself, 17 syllables worth of time. And if you're not doing that, you need to seriously ask yourself why you're not. The entire time I'm gone, I want that to be what, the only thing. I want you to sit in the middle of the floor and rock back and forth and say, why am I not doing this until I get back? <laughs> you know, if you do that, that's why it's called a discipline because you have to do it even when it's not easy. Even if you have to sit there at the end of the night and say, can't sleep, can't sleep, can't, can't sleep, can't sleep, can't sleep. And that's the entire haiku. You've written it. I don't care if it's good or not. Every day, that act of creatively using your brain, putting your pen to paper, creating a tangible thing is going to empower your muse and you and the way you write like you would not believe. All right, poets. That's it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini-workshop. I'm going to run through the prompts for this week again very quickly. No commentary. (laughs) But remember, if you didn't get all this written down, it'll be there for you at the end of the show in the archives. All right, number one, wildwood in the moonlight. Two, floating on a sea of whipped cream, summer in Amish country. Four, painting toenails of the street. Five, ink is to pen as is to paper right on. Six, playing hide and seek with myself. Seven, caught between a rock and a dumpster fire. Eight, 
why the fox ran from the rabbit. Nine, wormholes. Ten, if you see me coming. Eleven, I really need to address the passenger who keeps setting my pants on fire. Twelve, my soul is leaking. Thirteen, what you do not yet know. What you do not yet know. Fourteen, I hear, see, and feel keen. The eraser, ultimate weapon of destruction. So those are your prompts. And remember, archive, end of the show. If you didn't get it written down, no problem. They're waiting for you. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to play an audio recording. We always start and end every episode with a track from one of you. So if you're a recording artist and you would like to have your piece played on the air, you can send those to me on Facebook, and I can get them off that MP3 format audio file on there. Or you can email them to the, T-H-E, the, the Cafe at gmail.com, and we'll get them uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. So the piece that I have picked out is Jennifer Hudson, and it's Donated to Science. (laughs) Donated to Science. Here we go. We, the tribe of the walking, talking, breathing autopsy, sift his pockets for the scalpel stained with every woman's blood. The incision begins above the eyelids, slides between the eyes down the middle of lips, breastbone and belly ending at the uterus. We place dirty hands into our own damaged corpses, pulling out unwanted portions for disposal, finding that we have been compartmentalized, cosmetics, fad diets, silicone breast implants, programming manuals on how to be beautiful. We have been brainwashed for perfection in an imperfect world. I am tired of goddesses dissecting themselves under the unworthy microscope of men. There is enough twinkle in my eye to be his dirty midnight secret when no one else is watching. He tells me I am lovely through pinched lips. Oh, how easy it is to love me two seats away in a dark theater. He refuses to hold my hand in public. He writes me love letters in Sanskrit as though the end of me could be formulated into reality through a dead language. We pull out centuries of scar tissue labeled self-esteem. We play crazy so well. PTSD tattooed upon each lung, we remove them to breathe more easily. And my God, how much more revolution will it take for the healing to begin? How much more anger for my sisters will the universe allow before we are all returned to lovable? We are comatose zombie brides with mistakes carved willingly into our architecture. We question our beauty as he refuses to touch us or want us or when he plays games of the flesh then abandons our flames for another's exhaust fumes. We are beauty. Every protruding collarbone, crooked smile, chipped tooth, every bend and curve that translates to love songs. Aphrodite is screaming our names. If we do not see the embodiments of beauty in our reflections, then she has lost her voice in vain. For every swollen lip, twisted ankle, missing breast, barren womb, for every slit wrist, strong will, honest voice, wounded spirit, loving heart. For every sacred creation, beautiful destruction, my loves, we are all so dangerous. I absolutely love that piece. All right. So, guys, now do you know what time it is? 
you the power. That's right. Cheer, everybody. Oh, wait, that was the time for you, was it? They're still cheering very loudly. I just turned them down. <laughs> okay, time for you guys. So, let's get to this. If you would like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Call in and read. If you are on hold tonight, you're on hold now, this is what you can expect. I do bring you in in the order that you call in. I keep a hard copy record of the lineup on the studio, so if your call gets dropped, call right back in, and uh, you won't lose your place in line because I got your back. All right, so I do take callers in the order you call in, just so you know that. All right. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading. And speaking of know who's reading, because usually if they don't know, I get pinged in chat over and over and over and over and over again. Right, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? And, I, and you know me. It's a squirrel. You know, and then it, it draws my attention for a second over there when it should be on you. And it's just not good, people. So, yeah, introduce yourself. You always want your name attached to your work, all that good stuff. And I don't get bombarded in chat, which is now open, was, was the point of that tangent. So if you were trying to get into the chat room, it's been very, very bad today, but I think that it's up and running. So if you refresh your browser page that you're on, it should pull up that chat for you. There's Martha. Welcome, Martha. I want to let – nope, everybody's on. We got you all. Yep. There's no one who's – you guys are just great. You're so – just you're good. All right, so yeah, refresh the page, chat should be up, and you're good to go. When uh, uh, Right now you can read, looking at the line, if you can read two poems, you're fine reading two poems. If the lines get too busy tonight and I have to uh, catch you back to one, I'm sorry if it happens on your turn, but I'll let you know if we get to the point, if the lines get too backed up. When you're done reading, please make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better. And then, very important, folks, we have a mature rating. So you're going to hear some pretty off-the-wall stuff here tonight. But what you will not hear is adult porn poems, no graphic, you know, bumping body parts stuff. No adult poems, but mature rated poems. You guys know where that line is, so don't ruin my ratings. (laughs) So I'm going to do, I'm going to, Give the first three callers so you guys kind of have an idea of where you're coming up in the lineup. Actually, I'll give a little bit more than that just so you know. We've got first caller of 573 followed by 860731. 702 850. I see 832 down there, 219, 419, and Let's go ahead and grab area code 573. Hello, hello, hello. Nyla, give me just a second. I'm not watering the candle, Louis. Uh, <laughs> time is. Hi, done. honey. No, it's just And it's finally cooling off here. You sound like you're on vacation already. You forgot to take me with you. Jeez. No, I here? haven't left yet. I, I don't leave. I don't leave till... Um, I don't leave until next week. Oh, wait. Actually, you guys, I'm wrong. I'm leaving. 
I'm leaving on the 9th, so I will be here for next week's show. And then the following three weeks will be Christopher. I think. I thought, so I'm here and here. Anyway, hi. How are you, Stan? I'm so glad Hello. to hear from you. Uh, glad to be able to be in presence. I'm in a mood, so I haven't been around much for anything. Um, but I, you know, I knew you would brighten my spirits, so I meant to be first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, so, I, I love being the smile for grumpy poets. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I don't know why, man. I just I'm just fucking mood living. You know what? We you you be you. You know nobody's judging. Yeah. Wherever you're at, like where any of us, no matter where any of us are at in life, we're all in it together. So you can be grumpy all you want. Um, you know, it's all upward and forward. Just. You know, you have those lulls and those moments, and you take them and you adjust them properly and you get through it, and mm-hmm. that's what it needs to do. So, uh, I'm going to read an old piece and a new piece for you. Okay. Um, this older piece was derived in my head through something or another. I don't remember what. Anyway, it's called Lannister Lights. There's a void where time devours your work. As your mind lamisters, broken barrels, siestas, and their frozen epiphanies. That shower-looking glass skies. Rampant infliction fester out cool, low-tide blessings upon brisk, salt air. Pretenses are false allocations where the redundant and absurd like to hide. Escaping who? There's felonious diversions upon wistful deviance that's stealing cerebellum food. Atrocious adversaries against ailments aware, awkward, ample, alive, am I. Forgotten in times of appeasement, it was there. I truly failed everyone, them. Swept parsimoniously, ingesting idle atrocities like four over core, minds, and time. Grand impressions. Wasn't it the absence that birthed such worlds of shame? Who caved? Swirling effervescent in values, silicone, there's bound to be growth. Thwarting doldrums of debauchery and comatose rhetoric, but then, again, such lamister forces can never break what I'm to begin. Pyramids vertical. Swirling visual infliction of bird trafficking of fledgling meadows we muddied. Kathy wallpaper, kaleidoscope, upward context of things we thought certainty. Furling blank spaces creatively amongst the voids we lost in a sideways depth, triumphantly abreast the top cliff, ocean before me, high tide transformation. The truth and what the Lambster will always fail to manifest, and so like Tabakri breathing in peace. Wow. You know, that was that was more powerful than angry. That was that was awesome, Sin. More powerful than angry. That's interesting. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, see I've been I've been going through I've been going through so much, so, so, so much. 
written down that's never been, you know, typed, doesn't exist until you can sign the notebook. And um, I, I found some really cool stuff, you know, like that one I read you last week with the roses. Um, that was one of them. And um, there's some really cool stuff. But what I'm going to read you now is... Um, that part of it is the last picture comp that they, they, they took part in, and um, you know, this is a worldly endeavor um, that I'm trying to manifest through my art and through healing, and um, this is called the core of three. Massive waves crashed tsunami-sized rants into my cerebral, weighted in worldly inflictions that are drowning me here. I'm encircled, overstimulation. Here, they attempted to lobotomize. Such obscure reactions dissolve salty drizzles in stalwart time. Ocean, am I? Screaming silent muffled occasions of revolt against the bruise in your eye. No burden can wash me over now. I'm aquatic encasement of life. Boistering currents splash my once callous opinion. Seaside, releasing into the delta of clarity, the reason nurtures such lives. So quiet, as the loss of audio refinement, getting lost in the gesticulation of why. Still, the storm won't slow over as you the kink in my pastel shine. With the loose volatility of these aggressions drift in the lush tide. Breached in colorful reflections, see, depth. We'll always get life. However, still, I'm sweet vibrations in the moon of my becoming. Watch the eclipse, relief strife, and battled amongst past inflictions in this drowning. I will rewire, dry this dampened endeavor. I will see the draw in dawn's light. Where's the epicenter of my individuality truly rooted? Core persuasions molten and flowing change to direct me. Upward and ethereal transitions, it's here in my mind and soul. Unite. Nourishing this bounty of me once abandoned on wicked shores. Dissolve frantically. And myriad of aggravated relations rubbing raw arrogance of dire neglect. And emaciated plateau shrink from drought. Water table being restored. Because longitude of progressions into this worldly awareness reborn, and somewhat lethargic on overindulgence of what was once held by scorn, regurgitating sin, swift as mother's ally, wet with veracity to annihilate remedial imperfection, northern gesticulation in the serious shows that they come about flush, leaned against useless purpose to find faith past the fury implied. Access of latitude, binary refractions, shine crystal dystopia under the blind segment of transitions. Swole line on the eastern shore, quickly unboxing this cleansing of me. The flood, errant corridors of tacky cerebral. My limbs swollen, sore. I must exact purposeful intent to elevate from where there was decline. Blossoming galaxies of deep, cruel progressions will capsize. Twilight. Upon my serious, turreted castle, I loom clandestine through time. 
like some magical bean check forgot he dropped below what has become into you catastrophe perking a modern day world wonder that is that is I. A place of sidewalk ended and one went into the ethereal had begun. Like fuck. Dizzy headed isn't me anymore. As my portals bleed vast epiphany of welcoming horizons. My resilience and armor, the house, the lineage, core of three, housing four, and so, so much more. Assuring myself that these illusions are actually theoreticians, of which I'm crystal clear. Free ambience to intake worldly pleasures by each tangible right and cruelly implied. Indulge wings. Like, like a sinister objection cut through this life into the atom, the prince, the spawn. I deluded archaic rhetoric. Dicing the obscene into nourishing droplets to fall like rain. Opening my interior to bleach sterile under the intrinsic sun. Like a little magic. Inside a soul once hijacked. There's twilight and breaking my soul. My pen. Capsize. Debauchery breathing. And peace. You know, that made me... You, you write very well the absurdities of humanity. And, and probably my favorite writer that does that, which will, might surprise you to be compared to, but was Shakespeare. He wrote so much. I mean, every play he wrote was laughing at us about our absurd and stupid behaviors. And so I was listening to you read. I thought, you know what, if someone, you know, if, if you wrote a book and you wanted me to write on the back of it, what genre would I put you in? What, how, what, you know, what kind of a poet, you know, what branch of the, on the tree are you? And I created a whole new genre for your poetry. You ready for it? I'm ready for it, yeah. You are a I call bullshit poet. That, that's your John. That's your genre. <laughs> I call bullshit. You're an I call bullshit poet. I call bullshit. <laughs> Don't I you think? Bullshit. Don't you think that's good for you? Yeah. Yeah. That's, right? That is good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot better than rant. I don't think a lot of times it's rant. It's more like what you're saying. It's called bullshit. It's just like. You know, so I, 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 I call bullshit sounds so much better than rant. Because I, I'm like so, I'm, I gotta learn how to style it back though. Not causing issues. Well, you no, you don't. You just you no, know you don't. No, you don't. You don't style nothing back ever, ever. But I want you to think about that. I want you to change. And you're not a rant poet anymore. You are I call bullshit poet, because if you hear people hear the word rant. Right? They think, oh, my God, there goes someone again, blah, 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 because that's all the world is now is full of a bunch of blah, 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 blahs. Right? Everybody's blowing about something. It's just deafening, you know. But there's a difference between rant and what you do, which is calling bullshit. I call bullshit. No, really, This. look at this. Right? Yeah. So which, um, but, and that's yeah, way little, more little, appealing little, little, to read. Yeah, that, 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 that's much more appealing sound. So from now on, when you go to a, a read, you go to do something, you tell them, I'm a, I call bullshit poet. Because that's intriguing. That's an intriguing concept instead of rage, rant, which is, you know, what we get every uh, single day. So 
How is that? Like, you know, I, I'm not pushing on the anger as much as I am the inflection of the absurdity. So I'm glad that's coming mm-hmm. through. So. It is. It really is. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off all the time, whatever, but that's on my own time. I, mean, I don't want to say that. I want to say the dumbfoundedness of this occasion. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's much more interesting than me throwing something across the fucking yard. So, <laughs> I, I've, got a really, I've got a really fun project for you. For the summer, for okay. the year, the end of the year, or whenever you get done doing it. But... I want you to get a notebook, a spiral notebook, okay? And I want you to start writing a play. I want you to create the characters. So the first thing, you create characters. You write an outline about who they are that you refer back to as you're writing your story and your play. Those are your characters. Write down the relationships to each other. Create your people and then create a story. I want you to write a play. A modern-day absurdity. It's going to be a musical. Modern day absurdity. Whatever. I have musical okay. I want to do this. No, yep. you're totally, you're totally in like, you're in my fucking head. Because I, like, by the time I'm 55, I want to produce a musical of absurdity, just bullshit genius absurdity. So, yeah, we'll start now. Okay. How do I know these things, people? This isn't accident. Mm-hmm. I swear I've got, you know, my name's Miss Cleo and I'm wearing a turban because I know shit. I just do. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. <laughs> really, I'm peeking in your guys' windows <laughs> at night. All right, so tell everyone how to find you, honey. Sinister Spinal, S P I G A L. I'll spin a little with me. Google that shit. I'm everywhere in places I don't want to be. And, uh, you know, when I can be, I'm here. And Christopher Ryan, I'm going to come in. Well, the door's off for you, buddy. You, you, take, you, you take care, Christopher. He's awesome. And, hey, I, I will make you this promise, then. Mm-hmm. If you write that play, I will find you the actors, and I will find you a venue out near you somewhere that will let you put on that play. I will help bring that full circle. We'll create a Facebook page. I'll help you with it. We'll get your actors. We'll get someone to do. You just have to sit there and wear your funny little hat and go, oh, no, oh, no, you have to hold your hand this way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this. Yes, it'll be my home coming back to the West Coast. That's what we'll do. We'll have my gallery opening and that all at the same time. Yes. I still need to get one of your paintings, by the way. One of these days, I have to have one. All right, sweetheart. Are you going to be here next week? Uh, as long as I'm not working, I'm trying to get a job. So as long as I'm not working, I will be here. Perfect. You could write, like, nasty greeting cards for Hallmark. Give them a call. I bet they'll do it. Like, you're an asshole, you're my <laughs> asshole type of card. Shit has lived forever. Just an idea. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. We'll talk. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard you laugh before. This is like awesome. I'm I'm just happy, happy right now. I can. I've never heard you laugh like that before. <laughs> that is great. Okay, and then. I've, I've we'll needed this to too. Huh? I've needed. Okay. I've needed this too. <laughs> 
All right. We'll talk to you next week, hon, if you can be here. But get busy working on your play. Okay. So our next caller comes from area code 8. Everyone's with an 8 just sitting on the edge of the seat. So I do it like, I will tell you the rest after this commercial break. (laughs) 860, you are on the air. (laughs) Hi, hi, Nyla. It's Jessica Brooks. <laughs> hey, Jessica Brooks donated, not Jessica Brooks. Okay. Brooks with an S. I'm changing that right now. Brooks. Not Brooks. Two. There's two. Brooks. With Brooks. E. Brooks. With an e. Brooks. I got it. <laughs> okay. Oh, did you guys make your fundraising goal or no? I didn't. Did Did we what? Make a goal to have it for three hours, or are you stuck with a two-hour show now? Um, no, I covered what we needed for the three-hour show. Oh, wow, Nyla. You shouldn't have to do that. That sucks. Oh, wow. Okay, well, now to... I I want to lighten the mood, but it's kind of a damp in the mood poem, but we will see. But I actually wrote poems this week, so that's why, (laughs) well, the only reason why I called in this one reason. (laughs) Okay, it's called Jaws Wide Open. Dead shadows of misery leave me contemplating darkness. At At these moments, I felt low, thought I had no one, not one soul that cared. As I lay in bed listless, saw no point in living, for shadows long and deep sucked me in while I was weak, desperately clutching a hold of hope in times when there was nothing left. Survival was assured if I just hung on, gripping until my knuckles were white onto any bit of light. My sanity depended on itself, for no one else could I lean on. At times like these, I forget I have friends. I just attempt to sail on my own while traveling into the unknown. Jaws of depression opened wide as I did my best to hide, disappearing into the light, leaving far behind the darkest night. And poem. Was amazing. Thank you. That was to describe the the fact that I was not depressed anymore, um, which was, which is just, I'm not even, I don't know what, what I feel now. I don't, I think I feel what I'm not used to ever or hardly ever feeling is like even like not, not, not depressed, not manic, but not happy and not sad. I don't know. I can't describe it. Whatever. <laughs> you're you're okay. just feeling a little new. You're feeling a little neutral. Yeah. Neutral. You're coasting. Exactly. You know, you feeling. don't have enough energy to be pissed off right now. You don't have enough energy to be overjoyed right now so you're just you're neither of those things you're just coasting and right now you're good yeah i mean it's it's good i'm not sad at least i'm not thinking like i'm not miserable i'm not in bed you know there could be worse things okay um, every uh, every um, day you wake (laughs) up in the morning is your very best day ever even if it's the worst okay i'll remember think about that okay (laughs) Okay, this is called Fresh New Life. Bereft over lost dreams, goals now with ripped seams. Once flying, yet navigation failed. Feeling stuck, life derailed. At this time, you may feel lost, 
Do not give hope up hope at any cost. You are not drowning. Grab my hand. Soon your feet will touch dry land. Get right back up and fight. Keep going. Soon you will see light. Your dream's not lost, only missing pages. It seems you have struggled for ages. Scribe a new life into fruition. The inkwell is full. Your new mission. Write down everything you desire. You've already walked through fire. It is your time. Believe in you. The path is clear. Just walk through. On the other side, you hear laughter. Defeat was before. Life is after. Soon you will see what you wrote came true. Goals realized, a life fresh and new. All that you wished for, you surpassed, leaving the ghost in the past. And boom. You had some amazing wordplay in there. It was almost Thank like you. a pinball machine. Listening to it was like almost like a pinball machine. You you took us from point to point to point using those words. That was it was that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I wrote that while bored at work, so I came up with something. <laughs> I'm bored quite often at work, so I just like was like, well, maybe I'll try to write something. I've been you know hoping to come up with something for a while now, and it it was good. I was happy with myself. Kind of. I, I didn't really like it that much until I read it like a few times. I'm like, oh, that's what it said. That's what it said. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. oh, so this, you, you know, know, that is, you make such a great point. Everyone sits there and they, they hold their pen at their paper, right, or their fingers on the keyboard, and they're waiting for that perfect, they got this idea and it's in their head, and they're, they're, they're just waiting for that perfect line to come out. And it's like, don't wait. Don't wait for it. Go get it. Just write something and let it all spill out on paper, spit it out, and sort it out later. You know, so you wrote that, and it's like, oh, that's what it, okay. <laughs> but that's exactly what you should do as a writer is just, you know, get it out and then figure out what you're going to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even remember, like, I that I liked any of it until I read it a couple times. Like, oh, okay, so that's not that bad. I thought I was, like, kind of, like, sucked. And that sucks, but. I wasn't like, the happiest with it. No, it did not suck. A couple, a couple times. Okay. Uh, you can find me at on Facebook, Jessica Brooke Poetry, Brooke with an E. Um, on YouTube, it's Jessica Brooke Apostrophe E-S, Poetry, Jessica Brooke's Poetry. And on Amazon, I have books on Amazon under the author name, Jessica Brooke. Okay, that's enough. Um, I will let other people read now. Um, it's time for me to go. You have a great vacation. I'll talk to you next week. I, I'm seeing any reason why I won't be here, and I want to see you and listen to you before you're gone for a couple weeks. <laughs> I may fun. call in and read. I may call in the. I may oh, call in and read awesome. as, a, as a, Wouldn't that be fun? I could call in like yes. give Christopher shit. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna we'll have try to, to plan on that. This week too, so I'm gonna try try the oh, cool. when I'm already work. <laughs> okay. You're, I Love really you. want you especially to do the enter the the drawing contest for the month of June and that's to write poetry of place and post it on my page. You can't tag me in these, you guys, just so you know. All right, you have to actually physically copy and paste it or whatever on my page. So put a poetry of place. I want you to write a poem about a place you've been. It can't be about, it has to be about your relationship with that place on its merit. Not what you think about when you're there as far as 
I go here to calm down because I'm mad about this, or I go here when I'm really happy because of that. But I want you to talk, make, make it about your feelings that the place gives you. You know what I'm trying to say. Do whatever you want is what, actually what I'm saying. Just do what you, do what you want. You do you. I to go to this rock in the back behind my house, and I wanted to get away from everything that's going on in my childhood and stuff. I'll just go to this rock. So you're right about okay, that. Okay, I don't want to hear. Don't tell me. Don't tell me anymore. Yeah, oh, good girl. Okay, okay, I don't want to hear any more about. Don't spoil. Don't spoil it for me. Spoiler alert. <laughs> now I know it's about a rock. Jeez. <laughs> I love you so much, hon. You are an awesome. I I have so much fun with you. <laughs> good night, Nyla. Good night, sweetheart, Jessica <laughs> Brooke. We will see you next week. Okay. Bye, hon. <laughs> I did it. Yay. Look what I can do. All right. 731. Michael. Hi, this is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. Brooke Hello, was on my fire sweetheart. Right? Right? That second one she did was just ballistic. I love it. I love it. I love it. I did. And, and She's incredible. Hey, she is. My mom had a rock. They named her town after it. What? Hollow Rock. <laughs> no, silly. No, it was 100 I years love... ago, not even 100 years ago. It, a rock fell from the sky on the uh-huh. edge of Brewston, Tennessee. And there was a yeah. big hollow place in it. There's a picture of her when she was a teenager inside the hollow place. Hollow Rock. Mm-hmm. It's right I on the border, the Brewston and Hollow Rock. If, if you if you find the picture, you. if you find me a picture of there her there, I will write you a poem to that picture. Okay. We'll Which means it. I have to research the whole thing. Okay. Uh, so, so what do you want to do tonight? You want to read for me or something? Huh? huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, last week I read other people's stuff, and I enjoyed it. So I'm going to do it again. Uh, Christian Jopak was supposed to be here with me tonight, and she had a had a little operation today, so she's kind of. Under the weather, she's actually. Krista is she, here. She is yeah, on hold. She. Yeah, let me let me. I didn't see it. Hang on. Oh my God. Um. Anyway, just she's just listening. she's listening. She's over okay. here. Okay. Instant messaging. She's talking. Oh. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, Krista. Anyway. Curl up with T. S. Eliot. And and feel better, please. She's got a full plaster cast on her right arm, and and Jeez. I used a little ether. Oh, she can write on it. Book. She always has something to wrote, write on now. Yeah, it's on her. It's on her page. I I wrote. I signed it for T. S. Eliot. She thought it was really him too. Don't tell it was me. <laughs> oh, that's just, that's awesome. Did and, and now you can now you have. I want to see your cast at the end with your daily haikus written on it, Krista. Haikus, a, haiku a, a cast, a cast full of haiku poems. Okay, hi Michael. I've been, I've been gathering, I've been gathering all my haikus. I'm going to put them all in a post. I just don't have enough yet. All the haikus I've written in my life, I've gathered up. I don't have enough to make a post, but I'm close. Anyway, let's focus on Krista. You know what I printed at this page off. That she did it, there was an advertisement just under it for Louisiana hot sauce, and I thought, how appropriate. Anyway, 
Here's what Krishna wrote. We're going to call it here and there. I fell asleep in my notebook for many months, unable to touch or enlighten anyone, become someone who could become something remarkable, even small. I hid on the back of a box turtle in real consciousness swamp, clouded by gray stupor. Summer couldn't lift me from the blurred pages because I had slept in the rain for 11 nights without a terrace. I lost my voice in the fog, my father's worn-out suitcase. The sun gutted me. The river and ocean left my hands map. It was embarrassing to disclose that I was no longer here in the tall delphinium, there in the field of clover and glass. In peace. Wow. I'm glad that you read that. Thanks. Sometimes her really, really awesome stuff, she throws it in on Facebook in the middle of the night. It just puts it on a... <laughs> just, well, now, just a now I can know who... Right there. And then later on, she'll incorporate it into something bigger. I think that's where... I think that's where she just keeps some of her notes because that's the easiest place to get to. Anyway, I co-opted that one. I really relate to her poetry a lot. You know, it was a very, very good day when you introduced her. Well, I'm glad she's amazing. She's one of my best friends. Now I'm going to go after your best friend. (gasps) Jay Raymond Davis. Uh, something popped up that he wrote, posted three years ago this past week, and I remember it well. I remembered my commentary. It was a it was a Facebook post of my commentary. I remember I touched on um, something that is really a big problem for me. My Achilles heel, my weakness, my point. It's called it's attrition. Okay, it's attrition. It's vague attrition, and uh, I've always had trouble with that. I did. This drives me nuts. I wanted to write about it time and again. My uh, my life partner Donna Nally, I was talking to her about it last year, and I told her I said I said it's the hardest thing for me. I, I, it's so difficult for me to write about attrition. You know what she said? It would be easy for what me. What did she say? Oh God, thank. She said it would be easy for me, <laughs> and she meant it. Because she looks at it different than I do. Okay? She's an English professor. She's a matter-of-fact kind of guy. Anyway, uh, I will read you Jimmy's poem from three years ago. Uh, it's called, Not What I See. Spying the hurricane in your eyes, I look away. Not able to comprehend what I cannot conceive would lead some to believe I'm blind. I sigh, time to unwind. When darkest days have passed, the shadow on the sun remains. I abstain, yet something persists. Smiles make it difficult to ascertain a headstrong rush into the absence of bliss. Dretch. The bones crack. The wisdom I lack is out there, hovering in the midst of what's real. I feel used up, spent. Bent by the rules that used to govern, still here in the clear. 
I haven't changed, but not the same. Strange how it feels like we can never go back. Streets are busy, shops open. Here's the hoping what was will be. That's not what I see. In peace. Isn't he an incredible writer? And it's it's really it's really kind of cool to hear the difference in the way that he reads and the difference in the way that you read and how it brings out things in the poem. It's really different when you hear someone else read one of your poems. There's stuff I, that you've read of mine that I think is beautiful when you read it. You know, I think there's something cool about hearing out someone else. But I love that you did that. I love that you shared that of Jimmy's because it was absolutely incredible and amazing. And it's neat when you have that history. Things pop up like that. You find things from, you know, and you have that history here. We have that history together, you guys. It's incredible. But fantastic we, uh, job on both of those. Thanks. There was a, he's got this group of people that he goes in a circle with and they, uh, they feature each other. They uh, sponsor each other. Oh, hell, they pimp each other. That's what they're doing. But it's a good thing, all right? And uh, there was uh, there was a guy put just put him in a list of people. His name is the Heathen Carpenter. And uh, I, I put in the comments there, talking about Jimmy Ray, I said, I know this Davis fellow personally. He is a world-class lyricist with a Tom Waits delivery. His tone and tempo can make you appreciate an onset of rust on the cast iron skillet. His laments can bring tears to a glass eye. He is equally adept at writing eulogies and or closing credits. Most of all, he shoulders well. I like that. I love that. Damn. You do home run after home run tonight, my dear. All right. It is now officially time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. Anybody wants to come visit me, can come see me at MikeTodd.blogspot.com, M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. And uh, that's where I hang out. So there. <laughs> so there, yeah. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Oh, well, you won't. Your partner will. I will be here next week. Oh, God. I will be here next week. I leave next. I did did it wrong. So, yeah, I will be here next week. We'll be here on Thursday. I leave Friday morning. So it is the following three weeks that I will not be here. Okay. Well, I'll be here for him. I'm always here for him. I love him. I know. You guys get along good. He is? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, sweetheart. We will see you then. Thank you. Thank you for being yes. such an incredible human being and sharing the poets you'd share. And I'm I going to do, it. just so you know, since Krista's down there and she's miserable and can't come on and read and everything is blah, and we just want her to relax and feel better, I am going to close the show tonight with um, her poem. I think it's Death Poetry and Freddie Mercury that you recorded and sent to me. Okay. So we're going to close the show. Okay. For with that piece tonight. 
Well, I do. And that can be her reading, but you're reading her reading. You know what I'm saying? We need stuff. We need her to request stuff. Okay, thank you, Michael. You're awesome. Yes, ma'am. Love you. <laughs> well, love you too. We'll talk to you soon, hon. So let's bring on James Raymond Davis. When Michael first said that, I thought, do I know? It sounds really familiar. Do I know James Raymond? So I actually got on my Facebook page and typed in James. And so it's just as I started typing it in, it dawned on me. It's like, Michael, (laughs) you got me. (laughs) So we are going to bring on our James Raymond Davis. You're on Nyla, your that is actually Jimmy Ray Davis. You literally made me jump. I no. swear to God, you literally <laughs> seriously just made me jump like something Whoa. in a monster movie. <laughs> hey, that's, that right there is worth the price of admission. I hope all those that I, 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 I was I, You know, I always think I'm ready for you, but I wasn't ready for you on that one. <laughs> well, I, do, awesome. um, I, should, I should clarify uh, really quick. Um, so when uh, the piece that Michael read, my copyright at that time and for the longest time was J. Raymond Davis. Um, it has been amended. But it's a good thing it's been amended because now there are two poets uh, on Facebook, and I give both of them props. Uh, they're both really good. One is J. Ray Davis, and then there's a James Raymond. So it's good that I'm James not James Raymond. Yeah, yeah but you got to be. James Raymond, that's like saying Bond, James Bond. Yeah, Raymond. oh, that's the whole thing. It's like, and I thought about that. It's like, James Raymond. That's not me. It's Jimmy Ray, baby. I mean, you know, well, sometimes and, and you need name? to be James Ray. You need to be. You need to be the other guy and put on a tux and put a rose between your teeth and spend some time with Missy. Yeah, not. I mean, this time, yeah, but not the rose and the tuxedo. Are not gonna happen. Do it. How long you need? Do it. Your life. Your life will change. I swear to you. <laughs> okay, listen. So I want to it's give It's not always a, about you. Sometimes it's about Missy. I you can be, <laughs> that's just just try that's just try on James Raven or James I can't Raven. James Raymond for a night. James Raven. That's not bad either, but you know, that's like That's like all of my business type thing. All of my cards, all of my life we, is James. We digress Raven. so You're bad. Both. We digress. <laughs> so down I, the rabbit I, hole. I Really quick, I do want to give a just a incredible uh, shout out to Michael for that. Completely unexpected, and um, for me, and this doesn't happen a lot, just because it's not the way things are set up. But when it's always special when I hear someone else read my words, um, when it's somebody uh, as Michael who. I have known for so long, we've known for so long, and I just, uh, the respect that I have for him as a poet, but as well as a person, um, I'm, I'm, he's reading that, I'm le- waiting for my turn here, and I'm getting, I'm like, I'm tingling over here. There's, there's, you know, no pretensions, I, I loved it, it was, uh, it really, uh, it meant a lot to me, so Michael, if you're listening, thank you. 
So now I'm going to give you one old, one new. I tried to get a wild wooden bill ready for this week. It'll have to be next week. Um, There's no rush new. on those. No, no. I just I wanted. I, I was working on one, and I just didn't like where it was going. So uh, this is a new poem, and then I'll do uh, one that I know is one of your favorites. Uh, an old that I haven't done on the show for a while. Um, but this one is called. This was actually. Um, this was inspired by a post on Facebook, uh, another poem, and it was part. The first part of this was my comment on the poem, which I thought, "Hey, you know, I could probably stretch that into a poem." So I did, and this is called "Even Smiles Can Be Replaced." How many sins fit on a match head? exploratory surgery for the lascivious hearts gasping in the throes of lust angel dusting my soul until the canopy collapses we fall wet and slaves to a night of b-sides and have-nots the only annoyance a clock that just won't shut the fuck up machine thoughts are as android versions drink mud coffee mushrooming into clouds, mere marshmallows squeezed between calloused fingers, lingering behind sheds where canning had nothing to do with the sun. My tears dried before they ever hit the floor. Bask in asking for more, and a bore there was none in the first place, none disgraced as a matter of habit, as rabbits crawl back into hats, enthralled with a plan of avoiding the drunk magician's hand card tricks and cancer sticks, and a smoke to choke whatever life you thought you had left. Tilt a whirl, my Matterhorn, adorned with dime store trinkets. Blink, and it disappears, adopting fear as empathy. Can't you see them? Hiding in shadow black, light hacks the dark as you slobber knock the debunkers for clunking up your space. But you are you, and even smiles. You know, I love the line in there about the clock that just wouldn't shut up. I wrote a a line real similar to that in a poem, but it was about the things, the sequence of things that triggered a serial killer. You and serial killers, Diana. That was one of the... (laughs) That's my alter ego. (laughs) You really have a fascination there. You know, you, you wrote the journal, you lost it, it inspired someone to go out, and it's just, uh, it's hard to take. It really is. But I know you have a good heart. That's that's the main thing. I do. I do. You know, and I, 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 only, I only target the bad ones. I have to tell you something, though, and you might you might kick my butt later, but, you know, we're bros, so uh, that's just the way it is. But Missia <laughs> just told me in chat, Thank you for the picture I now have in my head and that she was smiling ear to ear. So that's the reaction me saying that got out of your wife. Right? So so so, so what you're actually if you were saying to put on you, if you were to put on a nice suit and put a rose between your teeth and do something romantic, that doesn't change who you are. It's just who changes who you are right now in that moment. And sometimes you can give Missy that I'll put a rose between my teeth for you moments. And when you guys have another child here in nine months, I want you to thank me. Okay. All right. So, you, so oh, hi. Oh, you would, you, I would definitely <laughs> get the for that. Um, so what I'm getting here is that, 
<laughs> so what I'm getting here is that you guys are in cahoots, and what audacity to even claim that I'm not romantic. Come on. This is Mr. I'm not here. saying that you're not romantic. I'm talking about your reaction when I said put on a suit and a rose between your teeth, which is, you know, just definitely uh, the Fabio image of romance, you, right? But you, you can be the word machinist go. image. You don't have the flowing hair going back and, you know, you know, the, the whole, you know, you got, you got the little whiskers going on there. But, you know, make a great Fabio. I'm, tell, I'm just telling you. Well, I'm not for long. Um, but you'll find out. Do it for Missy. Do it for Missy. But do do me a favor. Ask her in chat chat what I was wearing when she first fell for yours truly. Okay. Just ask her. I saw a picture of you in the text. What did, what was he wearing when you first met him? Ask her what I was wearing when she first got a good glimpse of the, of the, of the machinist before he knew he was a machinist. And also I have to, I have to complain here. Uh, you do know that Rose, stems have thorns. Well, I'm supposed to cut my mouth oh, up. Oh, come on. After what you did to blueberry, suck it up, buttercup. Well, if you don't like what I did to if blueberry, you bite a you're thorn. probably... You're not going to like um, what I did to the uh, character in this poem, but you know this poem, so at least it won't be a surprise. And this oh, one okay. is... Well, you know what it is. Like, this one is called. Hang on. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. This one is. I'll try not to do too much of a thing here because I know you like when I do that. This is uh, Angels Cried Above. Poor little girl got off the school bus. Angels cried above. Poor little girl got off her bus. And all the other kids made a fuss. And I'll keep. Watch on your soul until it comes home to me. She ran through the brambles into the deep woods. Angels cried above. She ran through the brambles into the woods where the mine shafts are hidden good. And I'll keep watching your soul until it comes home to me. Kids gave chase and they hollered and yelled. Angels cried above, they gave chase and hollered and yelled, until down a hole that girl done fell. And I'll keep watching your soul until it comes home to me. She tumbled like a rag doll with broken bones. Angels cried above, she fell like she had broken bones. Knew she'd never see the light of home. And I'll keep watching your soul until it comes home to me. Down in the dark where the spiders crawl. Angels cried above. Way down deep where the spiders crawl. Bitten by the bugs and one and all. And I'll keep watching your soul until it comes home to me. Little girl, little girl, better find the way out. Angels cried above. Please, little girl, find your way out. Don't just stagger and stumble about. And I'll keep watching your soul until it comes home to me. 
Oh, Daddy, please come and rescue me, sound. Angels cried above, Daddy, I want to be safe and sound. Not bone dust in the cold black ground. And I'll keep watching your soul until it comes home to me. Well, they finally found her at daybreak. Angels cried above. They found her bones at daybreak. Because they were a year too late. And I'll take care of your soul. Now you come home to me. And Oh, oh my God, it just makes me want to cry. You know that, that was so well. sad. <laughs> Come on, that's an old classic. <laughs> I know, but it still makes me want to cry. Well, we talked about that one, too, and that was an interesting uh, poem when I wrote it because it was it unfolded as I wrote it. And um, as it came into fruition, it was um, the crux of it is that you have hope all the way up until that very last line, um, especially right before when they finally found her. You know, oh, okay. I had a couple of people tell me that. It's like, and then you go and kill her. Well, they were a year too late. They found her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but it's, uh, you know, but it's a commentary on, uh, obviously, you know, we can be alone in the, in the dark mentally for a lot of reasons. And then there's also the commentary on bullying um, which obviously she was, which is why she ran from the kids. And, you know, and it's just, it goes to show, like we've talked about before, that's the magic of poetry in general and words. It's the interpretation. You know, it's what we throw out there. It's how it's interpreted. And it's many themes that we can, that can encompass one single piece. Um, you know, so that's, and that's something that I've always tried to, uh, when possible, work in there. Well, fantastic job on that for sure. Well, thank you so much, and uh, the show rolls on. So, Jimmy Ray Davis, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram under the name Word Machinist. Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry on Facebook. Check it out. When I get this uh, YouTube beast up, I'll start leaving that as well. Nyla, thank you as always. Uh, I'm going to miss you when you're gone, but I will be back next week for your fun your trip. And you are going to Utah. We're going to Utah, but I think we're going to a different part. And after you get, uh, we leave on the 28th. Where are you going? I'll be, be through the southern. I'm going to be in uh, down near Wellington. In this, you're going to be way down south. You're going to be down by Moab, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I probably. Probably farther south than that. It's really far south, so yeah. But that's okay. We'll be in the yeah. same state for so a little bit. So cool. if I if I come home through you or if I come home through um, Arizona, so I can stop and see one sapien. Only he's at a nudist colony, but he has so he has to put on clothes before I go see him. But if I go home yeah. that way and stop and visit with him, then I would be driving right by you. So I will keep in contact with you on the road and if that happens where we are like ships in the night I would love nothing better than to give both of you great big hugs well there you go we'll look forward to it yep Tyler, thank right. you so well, much 
thank you so much. I, I really appreciate yeah. it being here and all that you do, and we'll see you next week. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Go find those. Go find those. Uh, or James Dean. You could dress like James Dean. That's good too. Roll up the sleeves on yeah. your T-shirt. Yeah. yeah but the rose still has to be in the teeth. All right. Talk to you next week. <laughs> All right. Love you. <laughs> love, love you too. Bye. <laughs> oh, I'm such an instigator. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code eight. Five zero eight five zero. You're on the air. Hey, Miss Nala, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? Uh, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in. I'm actually timed this right. I just pulled over for a little bit. Uh, oh, great! Because all this talk about all this talk about roses in the teeth uh, made me change what I was going to read for you. <laughs> and uh, I had to I had to stop and find it, and I also wanted to say that I'm, I'm another Jr. Uh, I am James Richard, and uh, go by Rich. But I could not trademark Dead Society Poet, and when it came time to publish, I had to you know publish under my name. So I've got my my author name on all my books is Jr. Hathaway, but. Uh, you know, I, I love it when people use pen names, but I am a huge advocate for attaching, if you have to, it's like word machinist, right? Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist. That's, you have both the names. That's you have his, his writing name and you have the, the real name. But, you know, when you're this great successful poet and you're writing shit that's just changing the world, you want those buttheads that were in kindergarten, first grade, and second grade that used to pick on you, you know, because you were way cool yeah, and quoting poetry and all the chicks wanted to hang out with you on the swing set, you want them to see what you've become, you know. So that's important. Always, you know, try to, you know, say your pen names, but then, you know, figure out a way to, to do that to where your real name is always attached to your work as well. Uh, I'm done. If you don't mind me sharing this, there's a... a a couple of years ago, when I first started talking about publishing, uh, there's a, another poet that I had crossed paths with. I really love his work. His name is J.W. Salmon, Salmon Like the Fish. His name is J.W. Salmon. I believe he's Canadian. But all his social media, everything he does on social media is under the name North Poet. And his books, are all, he's written 37 poetry books. Uh, at my last count, he was at 37, and he and I wound up having some good conversation and stuff, and he recommended, you know, because I, whenever I hit the stumble about that, I couldn't trademark Dead Society Poet, you know, and I asked him about it, he said, well, man, be glad you didn't, because you want it in your name, basically echoing what you just said, Tyler, he's like, you want mm-hmm. it in your name. Yeah. All my books have North Poet on them. But they're J.W. Salmon, and I'm like, okay, that, I'm, I'm totally with that. I get that. So. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but I am pulled over uh, on the interstate. I, my job requires me to travel all over the country. Uh, I'm responsible for the upkeep on three properties. Uh, two of them are in op- almost opposite, opposite ends of the state. 
damn out of if I've gotten to where I don't want to go any damn where anymore. These people drive like their ass is on fire and the water to put it out in the other lane. <laughs> Did you make that up or is that a saying? Yeah, I, I, that, that, that literally just rolled off my tongue as we talked. Uh, oh, my God, you need to remember that and write it down and send it to me. I'm making you bumper stickers or something. That needs to be on a coffee cup for sure. <laughs> my, girlfriend, my girlfriend calls them richisms. <laughs> I get it. I, minor nihilisms. There goes with another nihilism. Yeah. But uh, uh, one more quick thing. Uh, just as I was leaving the house a couple hours ago, uh, I don't even have a copy in my hand yet. I have my author proofs I have sent to my girlfriend, and she FaceTimes me as she opens it and goes through it the first time because I want to see how she reacts. Mm. And then we look at the book together. But anyway, uh-huh. uh, The Lonely in My Veins just went live. It's it's on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million, uh, Books or Us, whatever in the hell else there is everywhere. So, uh, lonely I want an autographed copy, okay. though. Uh, we can, we can, we can work something out on that. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. I've, I've hauled enough of your time on BS. Uh, I've scrolled to find, scrolled to find this right. I don't have the title right here where I found it. I believe I call this Tormented Tongue. I, don't quote me on that. I believe that's what I titled this. Anyway, we dance amid talking walls to this song of the wild one, tearing the roof off as we laugh time away, bathed in the savage rain as lightning glints on angel hair. Poetry bleeds from a tormented tongue behind the rose clenched in my teeth. I'm not asking too much, but with any luck, your chaos and mine will out there this night. End point. <laughs> when you read the, I almost laughed out loud right in the middle of you reading that would have been so horrible but it just it made me happy I love that I love that you just happen to have a poem with rose between your teeth handy and ready <laughs> that was awesome you did a great job with that You're such a groupie awesome. and what's your next one hun I am making sure I didn't read, making sure I I was about to pick the one I read last, one of the ones I read last week. Uh, This one is called Part 8 Recital. No method to the madness where I come from. Life cascades through waterfall days and sinkhole nights. I'm just another nocturnal animal on a midnight run through the asylum. Ditched in confusion like a butterfly in the dark, poetry ministers flaws in my blood. Shattered dreams punish me for what wasn't said. Still the moon, she shines on this heartache recital, reminding me it's never too late, especially when you're in league with the broken. Wow. That was intense. I mean, it's a little unsettling. That was really good. That was really, really good. 
I think that might be one of my favorites so far. Are you still there? I didn't read that one last week, did I? Yes, ma'am, I'm here. Okay. Thought I lost you. I was going to panic. Oh, no, it's okay. I'm uh, I'm good. (laughs) I actually fixed to get rolling again. uh, Where are you heading out to this time? I'm headed down to the river house. I I have been working like a dog since I've been off work. supposed to be going down here and doing some maintenance projects, but the parts didn't go in, but I've got the days, so I'm headed down here, I threw my laptop in my bag, and I'm going to drink coffee and watch the river and hopefully do some writing. Uh, I'm still working on your long piece you asked for. Uh, it's a hodgepodge outline at the moment, but... Uh, Still working on it. Good. Um, and don't forget I, the contest for June, by the way. Did you you rem, did you were you here and did you hear about that? The contest for June. Uh, refresh my memory. I must, I must not have because it's not jumping out at me. During the month of June, every poem you post, every poem of place you post on my page not tag me in, but post on my page, gets your name into the drawing for June. And you need a covered travel mug, so you need to write lots and lots of poems of place, poems about places. Poems about places, all right. Well, thank you. Uh, As I said, for a job. Dead Society Poet, all my social media is under Dead Society Poet. Um, my website, deadsocietypoet.com. Um, only in my veins came out today. Um, I, uh, I guess, I, I, guess I, I better get out of the way and let somebody get in here. <laughs> you have safe travels, sweetheart. Appreciate you very much, and can't wait to see what you write. All right. Thank you, Lyle and Lyle. We'll talk to you next week. All right, hon. Okay. Good night, hon. Our next caller comes from area code. Oh, let me give you the lineup. we got 219 followed by 540 419 and you two down there are just listening and hanging out. Hello, Martha. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code, as I said, 219. Mr. O, are you there? I'm in. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Good to hear from you, too. So what... Is going on with you? What did you bring us tonight? All that good stuff. Okay, I'm trying this down. Now, this poem is called In Order for God to Bless You, You Have Process. I dear brothers and sisters, being an active, active participant simply means taking ownership in and over your 
process. While there are no promises or guarantees in life, chances are you'll have more success when you actively engage in changing your life. Whether you're an active, when you are at, an active participant in your process, you're willing to do the work to take steps toward reaching your goals and benchmarks. When you're on any type of journey in life, it's easy to want to look for answers from everywhere else except yourself. Whatever your intention is focused proving your physical and mental health and proving your quality of life, improving your friendships and relationships, or improving your finances. The first thing you want is a quick fix or solution to your problems. We currently live in a society that worships convenience. How great would it be if God were to bless you with everything you pray for instantly? You're the impatient type that thinks that you have tried your best, yet you have a manifest on what you've been praying for and having moments where you're frustrated with the process you're going through right now. Let me tell you something. You're not alone. Those of us who have to endure numerous obstacles and challenges during your process, I got news for you. They come along with the territory. You might not like what you're going through right now. However, the growing pains that you're enduring right now will make you a stronger person. If you're relying on God to do everything for you, it won't do you any good. If you're unwilling to do your part and be active in this process, you won't get very far. Once you're active participant in the process, you're willing to put in the time, work, effort, and effort time, work, and effort to take the steps toward receiving your blessings. In doing so, not only will you make more progress faster, than, but you'll be more empowered, and the changes that you make will likely be sustainable, regardless of the end results. Making a choice to be an active participant in the process is one of the first and most important steps. You won't get blessed if you don't have a spirit of expectation to manifest your declarations and prayers. Progress won't be possible if you're not willing to make any effort. When it comes to being blessed, we have to be an active participant in the process. We have to be willing to show up for ourselves. We must be willing to implement the changes to improve the qualities of our lives. Important. Now, I, I'm not going to, I know I'm going to, I don't think this is exactly the way you said it, but. Right towards the middle of the poem, you said something about in a, something along the lines of in a, a society that worships instant gratification. Yeah, instant gratification. Right. Yeah, I mean it's so true. You know, everything goes faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. Right. And everybody has to have it now, has to have it now. I could tell you to have it now is going to cause a nationwide collapse. Right. But we need to do things differently. We need to spend our money differently. We need to understand the power of how we spend our money affects the economy. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get off on a big tangent on it, but we we have the power collectively. 
a government does not fear its people when they don't stand together. But when they do stand together, then it's a different thing. You know, and that's yes. not, I mean, that's not, that's just, that's just common sense. You know, you need to take care of your own community. So you need to pay attention to your neighbors and, you know, think about what's happening. But that's it. I'm done. See, you know, you've written a good poem when it, something and it provokes an emotional response mm-hmm. like that. Right. It just made me think about that part that makes me believe when someone says, but I'm just one man, you know, what can I do? And it's like everything, you know? Right. People realize that, that we we have control of everything. We do, collectively. (laughs) Nothing is more powerful than us. Right. That's my thing. We all have the power to change. We all have the power within ourselves to change our circumstances in life. Exactly. That's what I Hey, were I you going to read? I do as well. Are you going to read two tonight or are you uh, going to do just one? No, I'm doing, doing just one. Okay. Well, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you, what you got going on, all that good stuff. Uh, any. Anybody that that that's right with you tonight can find me on Facebook under the name of my brother Gavin, and uh, I'm returning to a live to a live poetry this this month and ten days from now I'll be making my return to the city of Chicago. And uh, right now the National Spoken Word Awards voting is open, nominated for Overcome the Year Best Storyteller and. Uh, Radio show that calls is uh, nominated too. So, if you want more information about that, connect with me and uh, I'll, uh, I'll, if you want to vote for me, I'll show you how to do it. And uh, thank, thank you for support every week. Well, we appreciate you being here with us every week. So, thank you so much, sweetheart. You're welcome. I'll, I'll be back next week. All right, and I will talk to you then. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You as well. All right. Our next caller, 540. You are on the air. Hello? Hello. Mr. Shepard? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I doing I doing now. I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. It's good to hear from you. What's going on? Uh, I'm just uh, I'm in busy writing books, um, driving at times. Uh, today I'm just I'm just free. Well, give us some poetry. I got a little bit of a cold. I'm trying to work through it. So I got that going on, too. Well, yeah. I'm glad you're here tonight. That's the most important thing. Yeah. This is where you get fed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it came here to bring my mind, my mind to poetry. So 
I want you here. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to. I'm going to give you um, three names, right, three choices. And whatever choice you say, I'm going to do, okay? Okay. Um, first choice, Malcolm X. Second choice, Dr. King. Third choice, James Baldwin. Fourth choice, Marcus Garvey. James Baldwin. I have a feeling you won. I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling. All right. <clears throat> okay. Name of this phone is called Not Your Negro. All right. Freestyle. As we all come together, we're looking at the way that the Negro is treated in this country. You can feel the tensions and trying to feel the remedy, sucked all the energy. And I show you who I am. I show you everything that I have to offer. Use caution. Speak my name is necessary. We show you what we have in our own doctrines. We try to show you that losers are not an option. I'm not your Negro. I'm not that one that you could go ahead and look down to. I'm not the one that feels like have to submit to you. No, I'm not your Negro. I'm more educated, more elevated. More of a wisdom. You see, my intelligence go into a variety. My words is not quietly. We be like the more spoken. I show you who I am in all the details. I am a professor. So can we hold this together? See, now just like forever. All the way of the knowledge going right into the cloud. I hope that I did the classroom proud. You see, I'm not your Negro. I'm more talented if you only had the information. I need you to check out the whole situation. I come here to let you know how the Negro feels. Let you know what is real. It was fake. So can we create? dominate in all the headlines, but they feel what the typical Negro is. How can I go ahead and let you claim me? No, I'll be free. See, I can't give you a key to lock me up, but I have a key to unlock. Not to be insulted. Never be held down to the difficulties. I hold my last breath. I speak from my chest to let you know that I never suffer less. How can I be that Negro that you wrote about, that one that you said that was so weak as I speak? We have arrived. 
for the final last time. No, let me give you my own intro to let you know I'm not your Negro. Mr. Automatic, Charismatic, the local engine. Can't get us in them all in. I bring dry. Let me give you my my own intro. That is phenomenal. That too should be on a bumper sticker or a T-shirt. That should. Be, you know what a great T-shirt that would make. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I mean, what do you see when someone walks up? The first impression. Yeah. Let me make Let me my give own you intro. My intro. Yeah. Now that is don't stare, don't stereotype me. Don't assume who I am. I'll tell you who I am. You'll know who I am when you meet me. Seriously. Okay, send me a message because I'm going to help show you how to turn those into T-shirts you can sell for to people. You want me a Facebook message? Yes, Facebook message me, and I'm going to show you how to turn that into a T-shirt so you can sell it to people. I'll even design the first one for you. All right, well, you so always you can, you can put it up and sell it. Yeah. I know you, you got mine on you. You got mine. You, you, you're like a professor of poetry. I'm writing you know? it down. But I think that what you just said, I think that the reason why he said I'm not your Negro because of the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. What else can you say that I'm not your Negro? You want to be stereotyped and and, and put into these passages of uh, what the what uh, the world saw the Negro as? Yeah, and it's still very much alive. I mean, just because you know you're not sitting there seeing black-faced actors in vaudeville, you know, which yeah. was a stereotype back then. There's still a stereotype today, and, and to be able to recognize that that's out there, you know, and yeah. it shouldn't be out there. My God, people are people, people. <laughs> that's yeah, another yeah. good T-shirt. People are people, people. I like it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hmm. All right. Um, now I'm going to give you four choices. Right. Number one. Uh, okay. Rose Parks, Darlene Cle- uh, Cleaver, Angela Davis, Harriet Tubman. So it has to be my girl Rosa, the only woman that I know that ever used her ass to get ahead. And. I respect for. Okay. Hmm. Alright, I'll I, I just, uh, because we know <coughs> the bus boycott in Mobile, Alabama. Alright. Uh huh. Excuse me, I, I, I'm going to do this for I just got a little cold. So I'm not trying to make you sick. If I spit, I'm not trying to make you sick. You know, I'm not, I don't know if you want those people, oh, you heard me spitting and you got sick on your stomach. Baby, you, you do what you want. Mm-hmm. 
I hate having the cold. Golly. There's some of that there's some of that judgy stuff here. You guys have heard me do whole shows where I was coughing and snotting all over the place. But we still did it. You know, we were still here, so Yeah, it's nothing like having a cold. I hate that shit. I hate that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we, we, you, you sound fine, so just go ahead and if you happen to sneeze right in the middle, just keep going. We don't care. Okay. I'm not taking the back seat. I am here because my feet hurt. I just got off of work. Why are you telling me to give up my seat? Why do you look at my color of my skin and say that I had to go in the back? Have I went in the back far enough? Haven't the slaves went back far enough? Can I just enjoy my ride and not take the back seat? You are looking at me. Look at me like I'm a criminal. I'm a tough individual. Look in the eyes and you will see I'm here. I'm sitting down. See, like the first seat is like the first class. I'm from the kings and queens. I'm like first class. So why do I even have to even have a thought about taking a back seat to anybody? If you call the cops. Why me to be arrested? I guess all your hate is being directed. I'm not taking the back seats. No, I'm not taking the back seats. I boycott you. Make sure that you have no funds, Mobile, Alabama. You have came to me in a sick way, a ignorant way. No. You're realized what royalty is. I'm not taking the back seat because I'm not filth. I'm not trash. Speak on my behalf of the people who are tired and time have expired. No, I'm not taking the back seat no more. You have lynched us. You have made it hard for us. You have said that we can't have any type of rights. You, you, America, I'm not taking a back seat to you. You have violated our rights. You have discriminated against us. I'm telling you right now, these handcuffs, you put me in jail and want me to go in this place of hell, but I shall prevail. Now I look at you. You have not one black person on your bus. Now look at you. You're about to hit bankruptcy. Now look at you. You can't feed your family. People are about to go ahead and get fired. Now look at you. You see, you should have thought about that. Before you want somebody to take my seat, who's not the color of me, all because you saw black and white. Now... If you only did right, no money in sight. Now that you are being broken, my words are powerful. 
has spoken. So now you know how to treat me. And never, ever again in your life tell me to take a back seat. Mr. Automatic Charismatic Deliver Lynch and gives in the morning I've been dry. That was phenomenal. You know, it makes me think about April. I don't know if you know. Do you know who Buck O'Neill is? I heard you say that before. Buck O'Neill was the first black coach in Major League Baseball. Um, He's when it signed Ernie Banks. He's when it went out and scouted and found uh, Ernie Banks. He was also the first second baseman in um, Major League Baseball. No, this was he was the first. Yeah, he was the first scout for and uh, first second baser ever, black uh, scout and black second base position player to ever play in Major League Baseball. He was a hoot in. uh, I mean, he was he was a really good friend of mine. I love him. I miss him so much. If I had been older, I'll tell you what, I've been chasing him around those bases in a heartbeat. He was the most charming man, so typical of the era he came from, just smooth. And, I mean, just he, he had some style. That man had style. But he was telling me this story about when they were out – doing, going, you know how they went from town to town to play ball and stuff, and they had this big old bus, and it was an older bus because they couldn't afford it, but it had great big giant tanks on it. And uh, so they pulled up at the gas station, and the the guys started filling it up, and Jackie Robinson got off the uh, bus and asked him where the bathroom was. And he pointed out towards the field. He said the bathrooms are... Uh, whites only and pointed pointed him out towards the field and so yeah. uh, Jackie politely said thank you turned around took the gas hose out of the bus put it back on and told everybody to get back on the bus and the guy's sitting there looking at these 250 you know gallon tanks on this bus and the money he was going to be losing and then it was like oh all right go ahead but just make it really fast but you know for Jackie Robinson it's you know just be polite about it. Okay, thank you, sir. And then turn around and take the nozzles out. They lost. Yeah. You know. And they and they left. Like, they didn't use. They didn't get gas there. They went to the next place. The the the, the economic power is very powerful. You have seen it with Dr. King. Um, it changes things. Economic power. It's more, and, and, and to be frank with it, it's more powerful than civil rights power. If you snatch the mm-hmm. money from people, they'll start changing. If you if you, if you say they're not going to, you're so strategic. They say if they don't want to treat us right, they're not going to spend our money there. And then people start changing because then they can't feed their families. You know, so it it is okay. What are we going to do? Are we going to lose money? Or are we going to change the program? And a lot of these places have changed the program not because oh we don't want to discriminate. No, they change it because they don't want to lose money. See, people don't always do things for uh, because it's the right thing to do. They do it because they don't want to. 
go ahead and um, they know the end result. Exactly. You know, yeah, they don't want to face the consequences of the action. Yeah. Yeah, so. Exactly. All right, sweetheart. I talk too much. What? Tell everyone how they can find you, sweetie. Okay. If you want to know how to find Waldo, um, you can find Waldo at uh, Larry (laughs) Shepard. Larry Shepard on Facebook. Uh, I do websites. Uh, This is the AC Viper Vision. Uh, You know, so if you need a website, you come to me. I, I, I could, uh, you know, I don't mind helping people, you know. I won't charge much, uh, you know, because it, it's a lot to websites. Um, I, I may be doing radio um, to interview some people. Um, uh, Viper uh, Network. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how you can find me. Perfect. All right, sweetie. So hoarse right now. (laughs) You feel better, sweetheart. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Take care of yourself. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Nine one nine is our next caller. Nine one nine. You're on the air. Yes, good evening, Naila. Good evening, good evening. Granville, hello. Welcome to the show, hello, sweetheart. My thank you, thank you. Nice to be here. Nice to be so anywhere. I know. I'm sorry you had problems getting in. We did try to get you on a couple of weeks ago, but it was very quiet there every time we unmuted you, so I don't know what happened. So... Yeah. I, I am yeah. glad you're here because we missed you. But I got on last week. I got on last week, remember? Mm-hmm. I got on last week. Yeah, but I was I read your message where you were talking about it kicking you. Yeah, yeah. That was the week before. Oh, well, I I'm read slow message reading messages. I, <laughs> I know. I'm very I slow at reading messages. Time. You, I could read about you having a baby and their kid's already going to be in college. So, you know, <laughs> a couple of weeks, it's actually pretty dang good for me. <laughs> yeah. But, but did you remember what you asked me to the last week? What's that? Remember what you asked me to do last week. No, but I'm sure you will remind me. You you asked me to write a poem about courage. Yes. Yes, I did ask you to do that. And did you? Mm-hmm. I did. Oh, you're the best. I actually I wrote too. What? See now now you now yeah. you just bucking for teacher's favorite. <laughs> teacher's best. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. I I I I wrote to I wrote to after after we got off. I know I, I wrote one after we got off. After wow. we got off after the show over, I wrote one and 
And I was, I told myself that I was going to write another one because it, I actually kind of like the the idea because it motivates me to. It ain't often often I let someone challenge me to write something, you know. But but since you asked me to write something, you know, I couldn't had to comply, you know. So I, I wrote it, and today I wrote another one. You know, and and you know what I like about it? I can't even remember what the first one sound like <laughs> because I haven't looked at it. I haven't looked at it since. And well, I'm excited and to hear both of them. So which which one you want to hear first? Either one. I'm going to hear them both. You know what? I was kind of tempted to read the the last one first, and then and then after I finish reading that, then I could go back and do and read the one that I wrote that I wrote first. So then so then I could kind of be more comparative about them both because like I said, I don't remember what the first one sound like. You know, I don't remember what it sound like, but it it, it would be nice. That's the way I write. Sometimes when I write, I put on my work now, you know, so, so, so when, it, when I see it again, it's new to me. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and by being new to me, I could critique it more objectively because like I said, I don't remember it, so I could look at it and say, "Oh, that's that sounds just like my writing." Uh, you know, I'm, I see how you know. Anyway, I know you're excited over there, as I am. <laughs> Let me get up to the first one. Okay. Read. Let me read it for you. Okay. 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 It's called courage. The path of least resistance will get you in the end. Be brave. Have courage. If it seems too good to be true, it normally is. Easy come, easy go. Choose virtue over vice. You don't want to be easily led. Have courage and think for yourself. You will love you more for it. Choose truth over lies. Honesty over deceit. Wisdom instead of folly. Choose love over hate. And right over wrong. And justice over injustice. It takes courage to be these things. So have, have courage. Be a soldier in the army of righteousness and let them say, there he stood and there he fell, never deserting his post, never deserting his post, 
Defiance, people. Defiance. We are fighting evil here. We are fighting evil here. Okay, yeah, that's it. Hello? That. I, I, you said that's it, and I thought, wait, is that that it mean the, that it for the poem, or is that it that means that's it a line in the poem? No, the, the, so that's that it. Is, okay, gotcha. That is for that poem. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. I mean, I mean, I didn't know where it ends. You know, I didn't know where it ends. But when I told when I turned the page, I realized it had ended. So yeah, it I ended absolutely. Because, I think you did a fantastic job on that. That was that was really that was great. We are fighting over. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was the one earlier today. Sorry. Yeah, now, let let me go and see what I did for the first one. Okay. So, like I said, I, I did that exactly one week ago. It's still in the city, just like I was. It. Anything. The first one is bravery. Bravery. Alcoholic bravery. Honesty makes life easy. And I can un- and I can answer spontaneously. Don't have to remember what I said before. But it takes courage to be honest. It takes discipline. But most of all, it takes courage. As honesty isn't popular. True love. Uh, They love her at daylight. But when the night comes, they will become the darkness and slither about on their bellies like the serpents they are have courage and have courage and let me see have courage and restart the path the path of least resistance. Go scissors the light. Go scissors the light. For, for it will show you the way. But you must have courage. And never give up. Never give, give up. For fortune is allied to the brave. And those who quit never win. And winners never quit. Stay the course. Stay on task. Have courage, my son. Have courage. Yes, that's the end. Okay. I love that. You know, if only our sons listened to us, though, right? You know, have courage, son. I yeah, hope they're yeah, hearing. Yeah, I, I hope they. I, I hope they listen. 
I do. I mean, I do. I, I, I must say, I have a son, and he is very. He, my son, bears my likeness. Nyla even writes like I do. Well, I want to hear. Yeah. I want to hear his writing. Yeah, yeah. He he, he has great thought process stuff. He, you know, he. And 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 I'm gonna tell you something that I've learned from raising my son. And I always tell him that I raise him intentionally. Yeah, because I didn't want him to to just pick up the resident folly and, and think that it could have been a way of life. You know, he, he had to be he had you know, you know, I want to be up to today I was talking to him about being his best self. That's all anybody can ask of you to be your best. And you want to be your best and being your best mean you know, being being true to yourself and and you know, being honest, because honesty is the foundation for growth. You know, without without honesty, honesty honesty is a, is a give you a level foundation. When you when you deal with honesty, you could go, you know, you you could mount right up to God Almighty Himself because because honesty, honesty is the gateway to to His throne. You know. Honesty is gated too, you know, so you know it says that, you know, you know the Almighty abhors a lying tongue and that's why you see a lot of people don't go and in saying that that's why you see a lot of a lot of sometimes our children don't listen to us. Because we ourselves are not our best self. And children see that. And they know the truth. I mean, they don't always know the truth, but you know what? When they hear the truth, most time they would know it. And sometimes we just go in them, telling them, you know, they giving them the old same folly that we've been picking up, you know, that didn't work for our parents. Because a lot of things that we do is is mostly is mostly from from folly, you know. We we don't do it, you know. Those 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 who we are patterning ourselves after, after they didn't stop and. And make you know, and make a sound decision, and say like, okay, this one, this is what I'm gonna do, or that is what I'm gonna do. We just come along, see what's being done, and just fall in line, not really trying to say like, hey, I ain't want to be like that. That don't look good to me, you know. When you stand against the, the norm, you're considered a rebel, you know. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I no good, you know. Yeah, so you know that, and that's what happens. So you know, we gotta, we gotta change our mindset and be, and and be our best self. So so we can teach our sons and daughters how to be their best self because people learn better by example. You could tell them all day. You could tell them all day, but if they see it, they're more likely to, to to mim- to mimic it because that's what people do. We, we don't buy what we see, you know, the creatures of habit, yeah. you know, so, you know, yeah. that's, that's what we got to do, you know, we, we, we're not, we're not too old to, too old to learn, you know, and nobody too young to earn, you know, you, you, we got to try to be our best self all day long, you know, to the grave, and up to, up to, up to the grave, you know, we got to try to be, you know, try to, Exactly. Yeah, try to try to hold on to the light and follow the light and cling on to the light and 
And have courage, son. And have courage. And have courage. And <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, doing the right thing ain't popular. <laughs> you know? Doing All right, the, darling. Doing the right thing ain't popular, no? Right? Right. So. Tell everyone how to find you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you can find me on Facebook, Granville John Hedrington, Instagram, the same. Facebook, Instagram. I live in Raleigh North Carolina. You can find some of my books them on Amazon, other streaming platforms. Poetry for Thought, Book One, Two, and Three. At from you get book two from Arthur House, book three from Amazon, book one from me personally. But nice talking to Nyla, and you know, is 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 not often I get to. I get to read something that I just write, you know. So I have well, so much work. I'm proud of you. You did great on them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, everybody in, in radio land, you go back and uh, I'm going to give you back Nyla. <laughs> have a good night, Nyla, and everybody out there in radio land. You too, sweetheart, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Okay, guys, our next caller is Mr. Rebel. Rebel Jones. Boom, boom, boom. That's my motorcycle Hello, sound. What is this? Hey, I sweetheart, how you doing? I am going to Utah. And I'm going to go dry camping out in the middle of the desert. I just got back from a week in Utah. Yeah, I was in St. George. Where were you? Oh, okay, that's down at that's down at the bottom. That's where it was. Yeah, it was nice. They took us to. Um, I got to go see the um, Mount Zion. That was beautiful. Wow. So tonight, because it was a long wait, I decided not to uh, read what I was going to read because I wrote two other poems while I was waiting. So I'm so I'm sorry I talked to you guys. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. I don't I don't mind listening to poetry and other people's stories and stuff. You know what I mean? That's that's how we learn. Um I have one a conversation with grandmother wisdom about rejection. Or I could read you my tombstone first. You choose. You want the depressing sad or you want grandmother's wisdom? Let's do the sad one first and end on a bright note. All right. My tombstone. Stones wait with shadows loom. My haunted tale unfolds a vivid somber tune. Memories once serene upon the sandy shores. Now carcasses of words, lifeless, washed the shore. A man who once spewed poetry lies here. Etched upon this stone, a narrative untold and chilling letters, stories of a heart grown cold. Melancholy artistry is eternally inscribed within its graveyard where hope and anguish collide. The beaches of my memories, once tranquil and so pure, now littered with fragments shattered and obscure, lost verses like bones abandoned and unclaimed, echoes of emotions too heavy to be named. Once they danced with poetic harmonies, grace now silent, swallowed by the sea of endless space, ink once vibrant, flowing with life's rich hue. 
is now faded, forgotten, where despair seeks to. Silent ground where sorrow finds its home, ghostly tides of grief forever bound to roam. Mournful cadence echoes haunting every breath, a requiem composed by specters foretelling death. Visitors tread gently upon this haunted ground where dreams lie buried and hop <clears throat> and hope nowhere to be found. Darkness and despair entwined in this solemn place, my essence confined, lost in its eternal embrace. Upon this tombstone, my name is eternally etched, a testament to the pain I've helplessly fetched. No epitaph can capture the depths of my despair. No words can <clears throat> Sorry, no words can convey the burdens I must bear. So let the mournful wind sing its serenade while the moon sheds tears in palest cascades and this cemetery my forsaken art laid to rest. I find peace yet never truly leave, forever blessed. The story of my past entwined in its grave's embrace, a legacy of pain only death can efface. My darkness enshrouds the words that I forsake as I Merge with shadows, never more to ache. That's their peace. Wow. That was absolutely yeah. intense and powerful. And just... Thank you. You're welcome. You're so welcome. Now, I don't know why this poem came to me tonight. The conversation with Grandmother Wisdom. Um, I've been getting a lot of rejection letters when I've been submitting my writings into different different places, so I'm kind of caught up on rejection. And then I miss my grandmother daily, and I think a lot of the wisdom I write came from her. Things that was mighty on my mind right now, and I put it together for a conversation with Grandmother Wisdom about rejection. Me is a little child on rejection. Mama, where do all the rejected unanswered prayers go? What happens to the wishes that never come true? What happens to the dreams that stay exactly that? Do they wither away into nothingness, lost in the void of unanswered pleas, or do they gather somewhere unseen in a place where hope forever beams? Do the rejected prayers become stars, consigned to the light in the darkest night, or do they carry on through a gentle breeze to a realm beyond our mortal sight? And, Mama, what are the dreams that never unfold? Do they fade like mist in the morning sun, or do they live on in some other form, a reminder of what might have been done? Perhaps there's some grand design reasoning unknown to the mortal mind. But until we know that answer is true, uh, rejected prayers probably just stay remaining behind. Grandmother and her wisdom, baby, let's entertain a different view. Where rejected prayers find solace anew and realms and hopes forever a gleam, a sanctuary for every forsaken dream. These unanswered pleas, they intertwine, forming constellations, eternally shine. Some of the stars adorning the night and the guiding lost souls with their gentle light. Each twinkle above holds a story untold, a prayer unheard, a 
which yet to unfold. They whispered to us in silent night, reminding us to keep our hopes alight. And as for the dreams that never take flight, they don't simply fade into the morning light, I promise you. Instead, they transform, they shape, and they mold and become seeds for new stories to unfold. See, son, a dream is unrealized. It plants a seed. It's fertile ground for future that we need, a reminder of past that we did not pursue, inspiring others to make them come true. So while our answers remain unknown to where rejected prayers and dreams are sown, let us hold on to hope with hearts unbound for our in our yearning new possibilities are found to your life we weave. With faith and dreams and prayers and hope to interweave our rejected prayers may find their place in the intricate threads of cosmic grace. And until we uncover the truth untold, let us cherish the dreams that we behold. For even in rejection, they have a role to play, guiding us forward each and every day. I love them. And that's that peace. Each and every day, amen. Absolutely home runs from you tonight, my sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you are very welcome. A while, so it was kind of exciting for me. <clears throat> so what happened that made you write those? Um, you know what? When you start listening to people's stories and you start listening to people talk, you just eventually while you're just listening, 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 you get lost in there with your own thoughts and, my grandmother weighed heavy on my mind tonight. And then I've been angry. I've been furious the last week because people tell me how good my poetry is, but any time that I submit it to something, it gets rejected. And I'm like, damn, like, who's blowing smoke up my ass and who's not? You know what I'm saying? So I was just well, I was you know, sitting with that kind of one anger. One of the workshops. So I started thinking, one of the like, workshops. Got, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Breathe, breathe. One of the reasons, and this is important, this, one of the workshops that I'm going to be doing is going to be talking about this. Just because your work gets rejected does not mean that it's not good. They get thousands and thousands of submissions, and they're only going to put maybe 60 in their book. So one of the things that every poem has a home to be very careful on where you send it out. You know, you have to look, like the journal that you're submitting it to, and I can give you some places to submit to if you'd like, but the journals that you're submitting to, find out if that month they happen to be doing a theme or go and read a couple of their back issues because then you get an idea of the type of poetry they want. And you look at this one and think, okay, this is pretty highbrow. You know, I'm going to look for something different. So you have to give your poems a fighting chance and put in the homework that they deserve, that you deserve, to make sure that when you do send those out, you're sending it out to a place, you know, that it has the best chance of being heard and, and seen. Right. Because, you know, there's I'm different genres. new right now. Yeah, so don't be angry. Don't be mad this, because someone like, says no. I've got like 40, 50 rejection letters, and I'm like, holy shit, man. Like, I'm proud nobody of you. like my I'm proud of you. Do you know why? You put myself out there. Because I am guaranteeing you that that's 40 more than a lot of us have. 
You know, so big deal. Do you care if they say no? You don't care if they say no. Just send it somewhere else. No, it's just, you know, if you're sending out that many, I know, but if you're sending out that many, what it's telling me is that you're not finding, you're not giving your poem the best chance. You're not finding the right homes to submit them to. So I'm going to help you with that. Thank you. You're welcome. In fact, when I do the workshop on that, I may even have you, um, I may even have you help me with that and talk about some of the stuff you've been doing with submissions. I'm going to talk about that frustration and how you overcame it because of my amazing advice. (laughs) (laughs) It is why I love you, Nyla. (laughs) (laughs) All right, hon. You know the drill. Um, I am Rebel Jones. You can find me here most Thursday nights with Nyla unless something more pressing happens, like going to see my mother in Utah. Um, once in a while, I'm on Facebook, but not too often. It's just Rebel Jones. Um, you can catch my spoken word and a lot of the stuff I've done in the past on YouTube at Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions. Um, I don't do social media so much, though, so you won't find me hanging around the hallways of social media too often. Um, So, yeah, that's it. Well, as long as you're here, that's the best part. I am. I am here, and I'm happy to be (laughs) here. I want to thank you for a place that feels like home on Thursday nights. It is home, 100%. All right, hon. We will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for being here. You did a great job. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers. So you know we have uh, three, four, six, followed by two, eight, one, followed by five, eight, five. Let's grab you guys, get you on. Three, four, six, you are on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hey, sweetie. Excuse me. How are you doing? Uh, I am fabulous. And <laughs> there's going to be a treat. Uh, what are the two area codes behind me? What did you say? I didn't quite catch them. 281 Is, and... Okay, so uh, directly two, two behind me. Okay, directly behind me, you've got a special, special present um and i won't even give it away i'll just let you open that line and find out who is behind that phone call okay so i decided um i'm going to do uh some more chocolatey (laughs) oh god Um, i'm gonna get a cavity aren't i i'm gonna send you my dental bills i'm telling you woman Um, you know, you, you know have what? all these wonderful things that you, you know, these wonderful things that you're looking for in a man, and I would just settle for someone who picked up their own laundry. You know, <laughs> I I would settle. I, I would almost settle for a man of any <laughs> that has warm blood. <laughs> oh, no, you're a little more picky than that. You're a little more picky than that. I know. No, 
but anyway, um, I had one and I just like lost it for a second. So try to, uh, you know, bide some time while I get it pulled back up again. Um, oh my. Okay. So the first one is called A New Man's Requirements. I want a man who kisses the tears away from my running mascara, a man who licks the lipstick off of my lips with his passionate kissing, his sensuous chocolate tongue deeply entwining with mine, A man who makes me laugh in the middle of crying, who hugs me for no reason, who makes love to me solely because I'm the most desirable woman that he has ever been with throughout his life. I want a man who understands that I'm not perfect, always strive to be his special mate that my imperfections will be perfect for him. He will see the beauty that is contained within my soul. He will endeavor to be his best for me. I want a man that will hear silent music when I walk into a room. I want his heart to sing my name, that his heart of gold percussions will beat with devotion to only me. I want my heart to leap for joy when he is near. I want us dancing, thumping, swaying, experiencing an exquisite fire rhythmically, a bond of lust. Our musical rhapsody will heal all of each other's wounds. Together we will beautiful melody. He will be my. Musings of Emilia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. That was beautiful. That wasn't that wasn't all syrupy. That was pretty. <laughs> that was pretty straightforward. I didn't get a cavity with that one. That was beautiful. Okay, and then then the next one is Once Upon a Dream. His race matters not. His bank account I couldn't care less about. His heart, mind, and soul, all that matters to me. His intelligence, his wisdom, his dedication is what I value. His heart of gold, his gentleness, his smile, the way his eyes sparkle. The fact that he adores me above all others, The way he makes time for me during his day touches my heart in a romantic way. The way he treats me in such a respectful way, the way he holds my hand has my mental swooning. His sensuous desire and his kisses has me flowing like Niagara Falls. I've waited so long for his love to be poured out into my heart, to be his wife, to have and to hold, to hold in his arms every night and day, 
to wake up beside him and to fall asleep upon his beating heart. I've watched and waited for his entrance into my life, a godly man that is sent from heaven to be by my side forever and always. I've never seen such a phenomenal king. He is everything I ask God for and even more. Holding hands under the stars, dancing upon moon rays, gliding upon sun rays into a galaxy, a place of love and joy. His voice sends me to the moon, his voice awesome and deep. I can see all the way down to his very core, and his soul is amazing indeed. It's been a long, difficult journey waiting for his entrance into my life. It's been so worth it because he is now mine forever and always. Jesus had delivered him into my life. He took his time to make sure the perfect one was chosen just for me. He is a lover, a fighter, a protector, a friend, my heavenly ordained husband-to-be. He has been through much during his life, hurt and abused by life as well. It's why we understand each other so well. We have the same type of nightmares and traumas. We both survived all that was thrown at us and overcame it all. Our souls intertwine for all time through space and time. My heart sings his name. My voice calls out to him. Husband-to-be, I'm dreaming of you again, waking through this sweet dream where you are in my life, pouring out your wisdom and love into my life, never to hurt or be lonely again, a cosmic romance of two souls joined by heavenly proclamation. Love is absolutely worth every effort, every song, every moment spent in blissful joy. I'm still dreaming like a schoolgirl of your kisses upon my lips, continuing to embrace your handsome face in my mind, never to forget your perfect smile. I'm still dreaming, waiting, watching, vibing to our cosmic aura of sheer delight. It may never come about. It may only remain a dream, a sweet dream, a desire of a lonely heart awaiting its heartfelt dream of unbreakable love. Truly, as sweet wine is delicious and intoxicating, so is this dream I'm having of a love called you that will only grow more delicious and sweeter until our last breath upon this earth. I'm dreaming of you. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and Peace. Those were both absolutely beautiful and romantic. There was no chocolate syrup in those at all. Thank you so much. Seriously, right. they they were re- those, and you never need to make an excuse for your chocolate syrup. You write what you want to write. Oh, but, you yeah, know that was um, 
it's it, you know I I stand behind every poem I write, and so mm-hmm. that's what I know. I know interracial love, and uh, that is you know who I am. So it is yep. what it is, and I write from that place. Um, but that doesn't exclude any other race, really. But that would pretty much be the desirable chocolatey um, race. <laughs> um, so anyway, with that said, you, uh, before I get fussed at, you can find me on Facebook under Emilia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A-T. D-A-V-I-S, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. I have my own like page, same name, and you can find me on all social media under those names. And with that uh, said, I will step off and let the next person up, and I just can't wait to hear um, what's going to happen. So with that said, much love. Thank you for all you do for us poets. And you are truly loved and appreciated by me. God bless. Thank you, Lady Emmy. I love you too. <laughs> and I love that new nickname. <laughs> <laughs> it fits. It's cute. All right, uh, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, hon. Yes, ma'am. All right. Get our... Our 281 mystery caller on. 281, you're on the air. Hello, this is Amelia T. Davis's son, Badru Akeem. Hey, you. What's going on? I guess I'm surprised she was talking about. Not that much, just uh, <laughs> sitting, out, sitting out in the, in the cool weather, of this cool southern weather we'll have until about another month, and it'll be hot as heck. Yeah. That's why I'm trying. I'm trying to get on my vacation soon because every delay, it just gets hotter and hotter, and more snakes come out. Oh yeah, oh snakes. Uh, we don't. I mean, people told me coming down here there'd be a snake problem. It's not as a big a deal as they made it seem to be, but I still get a little leery when I'm around bushes. You know, I'm a, I'm scared mm-hmm. some some snakes gonna pop out and catch me. So <laughs> it's good to be cautious. It's good to be scared. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Not on the bus, though. So, on the bus, you can't look scared. No, never. No, no. you you got to be all, like, macho and butch and stuff. <laughs> yeah, i got to do that. So what did you bring us? Um, I got two poems or one poem, depending on how long it goes and what you'll let me do. Uh, the first poem is called I'm in Love with a Junkie. Okay. Okay, so here it goes. A twisted love and cold-blooded spreading throughout the veins to a hijacked heart held carelessly in the palm of a divine oracle with spells of madness collecting in the little cracks between tiles on the ignorant and indifferent floor where knees touch either to pray solemnly or provide intense fellatio. A double-sided coin she is at the bottom of an artist's guitar case and forgotten amongst the currency where time leaves its etched impressions on the sidewalk and nothing more than a polite smile or tight-lipped kiss possesses the power to break his soul. He tells himself it doesn't matter and it's better to save 
Davis worries for another day where mystery collides in the atomic experiment with a sure temporary temperance with no reverence for law. She speeds down a lane creating union with tire and road. Too damned arrogant, I suppose. And manufactured descent poisons the ink sword, candidly slashing of no great importance to the brutality of emotions burdening the walking carry-on. Simple mechanical devices shaped from the ethos, grabbing and stretching and commanding the inner pollution, demanding a winner's solution, falling short of great expectations that turns to nothingness, a flame weeping and gnashing of teeth in prophetic instances, being left with the babysitter to catch dinner and movies, none of which he can provide, a substandard neo-human hoping with the rest of them to alight upon a storm cloud and press out the rain with her feet. I'm just a commoner out of line, facing the public humiliation of fabricated adulation. She'll understand little of this to her credit, the, gover- the government-issued quoted tablets of faith sprawled scattered to the unforgiving dirt, waiting for the piles of sacrifices to smother him. Indefinitely, there's nothing left to protest excepting this grotesque barbarism screeching through his mind, just another flavor to taste as the register induces therapy, hiding the hole she placed in his arms where his disenfranchised spirit leaked out, clothes draping her form, skin-deep con- conversation, and a muddled breath held euphoria's disdain, just waiting for another something, wishing her back to his embrace. He meditates on the deformed nature of it all, considering all needle points of interest. He sits and wonders if all she met them was a fleeting encounter, and he also wonders who's next, if not him, then probably a more deserving character, and a stranger to the bottom level of the totem which these gun-wielding maniacs would do him the honor of permanent deletion, and not for some mess of peace, and for the rest of the world being rid of just another man in love with a junkie. Wow. Wow. I'm, like, still holding onto the chair. Really? That was phenomenal, oh, awesome. sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't believe you didn't bite your tongue or trip over something during that. That was all. You did great. I did. You just, I did. You just didn't notice it. That's all good. <laughs> well, I did not notice it. So if you did cool. it, you, you hit it well. Are you going to cool. read two for us tonight? Yeah, I have, I have another one ready. Okay. It's called the old, it's called the old pervert. He sits in the shade, thinking of grenades with ink on the page, blinking and crazed, winking and waving, insisted on savoring the midgeted scaling of nifty sailing, riskiest masonry, distantly framed as an itching contain in the digging of graves. He befriends the unluckiest immense, and is still stuck to his trends of some huffing wisp, gusts of lush lustiness, much is stuffed under it, hence the struck wonders from whence the bunch hunches twist, scent who's plucked up from dirt scents, the stuck humblest consonants hurling hurricanes at each other, remarking on the weather constant was curling hurried brains, teaching brothers departing spawn together consonants churning circus train the heat smothered smartly gone treasured caustic wick burmese toilers strangely seek suckers and sharply scarred wrestlers remember the tumblers falling regardless a grandfather to the bothered accepted a winner yet the sprawling in harness of dawn plodding with a hot heat elected the swimmer and the tallers pondered as lambs spotted from the harbor set of that dinner for halted departure he barred bizarre walking fostered and smarter take a gander at the candor the pappy romancer the max and third chancers it's as crass as his cancer, amassing the planet's vastness, the task is massive, rashes and matches and tracks with the fasting and amid scratching with habit, the mattress's action is plastered on trash while caskets are smashed to bits. The method of replicated dimension is a stencil of mitigated tension, wrestled restless lately, venting some rich acceleration, fetching its fidgeted and tested taken, pressing exception with sitting station, rest and reception of fitting waking, nesting and tenure of instigated intervention. Remember the innovation from sketching dependent sporting sickle blades and hammered vision, notable attorney amongst the retired society, honorable scars, formal poor variety as much expired sobrieties Abdominal stars, Schrodinger's vitality that lunges the size of the uh, 
oh, sorry, lunges decisively, deniably, and commonly on old on old bards, but the ocean flows more idly. The crunch despising reliably knowledgeable and par awesome aerodynamic laws as arrows that allow the cause of Pharaoh's devising, pause and scared, though residing with flaws and barrels, just gliding all our heralded, mining the raucous imperative mechanic strong, buried as planted saw all our heralded. That's all I got. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was great. You know, there was a guy that used to go around to all the open mics and stuff like that. And when he would have a hiccup, you know, instead of saying sorry, like I, I like all he of just us kept do, going. he just sat. No, he just sat there and looked at people like totally out of character and said, "Yeah, it's like that." And then he would pick up the pawn and keep <laughs> going. Oh, Isn't that yeah, great? that's awesome. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try that. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna try that the next open mic I grace. Especially because, I mean, you read so fast, which, in my opinion, I'm old, and you need to slow it down a little bit so I can hear the, each word better. You put a lot of work into those Yeah, words. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but because you read in that fast pace, you know, almost like a rap-type pace, but not with the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, right, yeah, yeah, if, I'm if also you did a rapper. Get a hiccup, to all of a sudden, to, to suddenly stop, and just in normal conversational, so just look at them and kind of shake your head and say, yeah, it's like that. And then pick up again and go. It just, it's cool. It would be, you know, because uh, you don't need to apologize. That's awesome. How long? Yeah. Well, um, some good news. I'm going to be moving in with my mom tomorrow, so we're going to be living together. I'm going to have my own room and stuff, and we're just going to take care of each other. Oh, that's I call great. You that's Thursday going to be night. so good for her. That's going to be so good. As well, good calling you every Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that don't 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 threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have you so packed up with homework, you're never going to stop writing. Oh no, I never stop anyway. So it's just we'll we'll just add some more on top. Okay, that works for me. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you. Okay, so there's a Facebook link that I gave you. It's a link to all the collected works, which means uh, my SoundCloud page, which is Badruakim, B-A-D-R-U-A-K-E-E-M. If you type those those words or letters into Facebook or SoundCloud or, or uh, Lulu, the, the book place, uh, you'll find my work. Uh, what, what I have done on SoundCloud, there's a Badruakim uh, page, and it's got a vast well, I, I'm calling it vast. It's a pretty large catalog of songs from starting from when I first started recording to now, and uh, that's on SoundCloud. Uh, and then on Facebook, there's uh, uh, on Facebook there's uh, um, stuff I've written, but also most of the work on Facebook is devoted to a political party I started called the Al Society. And there's a few members already, people I've met, and that we call ourselves militant centrists. So. We want everybody to get on the bandwagon of revolution, and that's a lot of the – eventually, as I keep writing, it will become a manual for revolution for us to use. So uh, that, the writings about for the Al Society are also on Facebook, Al Society, Badru Akeem. Uh, and also the books on Lulu, I have three books. Um, they're all hardcover, and they look nice. They're pretty. They range between 20 and 17 bucks. 
and those those are on lulu.com and it's Badrakeem or Badrakeem Gardner and I think that covers uh oh and uh on YouTube uh I have two songs and other songs where I'm featured on YouTube and also there's a three-part speech that uh details the basic uh ideas of the Al Society and it's a three-part video it's also on YouTube uh Badrakeem Gardner Al Society check it out and also, Perfect. you can. I gave. I sent you in in Messenger. You Nyla. I sent you the 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 the, the link to the all the collected works. So if people feel mm-hmm. lazy, they can just hit you up, and you can just send them that that link to the to the collected <laughs> works. That'll work. If you if you mind, if you mind, and if you don't mind. Not at all. Okay. Not cool. at all. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much for being here tonight. It was great to hear from you again. Yeah, thanks. I enjoyed it. Beautiful surprise. All right. Bye bye. Our next caller bye bye. Our next caller comes from area code five eight five. They will help me close out the show. Five eight five five eight five, you are on the air. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing Can wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? It's it's Doug Curry. How are you? I am so glad you are here, Mr. Doug, to help close out the night. Okay. This is going to be well, nice. I'm, glad- I'm looking forward to hearing what you brought. Well, I got here and uh, and I said that well, I got a chance to be on, so I better find. So I found a poem, an unfortunate poem about uh, the death of a pet. And then, mm-hmm. well, I got to do two poems. So guess what? I got two poems about the death of two pets. So, oh, jeez. <laughs> let me get let me get my dang Kleenex first before you get started. You're gonna get me. I know you are. <laughs> All right, you're good. Go. Um, from this twentieth, two thousand eleven. All gone. There is no genie in the bottle, no rabbit in the hat, just a jack in the box. A random surprise, cancer. A joker run amok, powering malice, my dog's bad luck. And so we lose. Of only a simple head nod, the plunger pushed, a last quivering sigh, a silent stillness, the doctor's sympathy. Farewell, my friend. Rest in peace, Dallas. Wow. For my dog Dallas, and um, just one second. So that's your that's your bargain when you have pets, and that's part of what your bargain is. You're responsible mm-hmm. for that last. And you have to be there for that last moment. Uh, you have to be there for that last moment when a woman's bearing a child. Nothing you can do, but you have to be there. It's called Milo, Penelope, and Me. If I could see Milo sauntering away from the kitchen, it's over. It's overturned and put on the bone. Nonchalantly guilt-faced tail wagging what? Ooh, 
Yeah. It's a possibility. Uh, All right, my darling. Yeah. So I am Doug Curry, and my poetry writing is going to be on allpoetry.com. I don't know. I think you should read another one. I'm sorry. You should read another one. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. You were saying, but it broke up. I said, I think you should read another one. You want me to read another one? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'll be, I'm always, listen, I'm ever ready. You know, I'm always ready to do a poem. Just give me a second. (laughs) (laughs) I figure you're the last caller. That's got to have, that's got to have some reward, right? Well, there you go. Oh, well, here's a little something. <laughs> this is called angel food. You know what angel food? You know what? What's angel food? You don't know what angel food. Ang- what's devil's? There, there aren't they both a type of cake? I've never angel's really food heard cake of is food cake, angel's food cake is like a white, white spongy. It's kind of like eating well, a white fluffy circus peanut. And devil's food isn't that a red? Or I mean, a yellow cake? No, it's the usual. Devil's food oh. is is chocolate cake. Okay. So there's no such thing as angel food cake. But if devil's food cake is is chocolate, then the white cake must be angel's food. As you okay, I got gotcha. you. And this is called angel food. Now I want to tell you before we start this. Uh, this is meant. Undo some of the damage done by uh, a great cartoonist named R. Crumb. R. Crumb, who made uh, Fritz the Cat, which they made a movie out of. And he had a magazine called Zap, and he used to write for the Village Voice and the Village Other. He's a, a immensely talented uh, cartoonist, but a lot of his uh, cartoonists. A lot of his cartoons took on a racist tinge. He's great cartoonist, but I mean, what it is. So he had a cartoon called Angel Food McSpade. McSpade, which, of course, Spade was a, a pejorative to do, to do with black people. So yeah. this was to give back to black women. He, Angel Food McSpade was a black character with big lips and big eyes and big butt and big tits and she was just pure sex on wheels and he would do these cartoons about angel food and expand and so to give back a little humanity that he was taking from all black women with that cartoon is a poem called angel food so now you know I never thought of you as seen through others eyes good thing you were, they said, thrusting their niggertude upon your negritude. Too slow to be quick, too thick to be slick. Too clumsy to be graceful, too coarse to be tasteful. And not so pigment do you lack, could it be? You too dark for even being black. And it was the folks from which you came, they said, who were the shame, who was blamed for your shame. For the fruit falls under the tree. Say the apple don't fall far from the tree. And you must have been kind of like me. But, mama, look up, boo-boo, they shout. Your daddy's so black, your mama's so stout. 
Yeah, a Yo Mama So Fat joke was a cool fun they post. And I saw you walk away crying, head aching, heart aching, but headstrong, defying anybody, anything to get you down. But I never said a word other than sound. I thought I knew who you were meant to be because the apple never falls too far from the tree. But I let it go and said, well, we'll see. And now we have, haven't we? Look at you. No, let them see. Once the fruit, now a beautiful tree, lanky and lean, all power and grace, with a racehorse's gait and a panther's face. Short, nappy hair. Yeah, you a nappy head hole. Not so fast. I see that's not all. You're carrying something. Looks like a ball. Sitting wide-legged, serving me tea. You got something to tell me. I think I see. It's another new season of the fruit in the tree. Here comes a new baby, a new black face. Maybe someone to uplift the race. Maybe she, suckled from your breast, will move about amongst the rest and show how one who looks like you, who they called flat and ugly too, will create a world that's built to last like the first black mothers in our ancient past. Soon, daughter, the doctor is here. Your daddy now leaves you in his care. My only wish is that you bestow upon your child the love to grow, to love, be strong, and fight the fight with truth and courage to light the one, to light her, her way to life. That's how I want this record compiled, my dearest, skinny, black, ugly child. The doctor awaits and I have to go. Maybe I talk too much, but not, you know. Wow. 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 I don't even know what to say, but wow. That was, that was intense. Applauds. I'd like to see if I can do this. What's that? I want to point out very quickly, a quick reference that's in that. Back, let's see, when did I write this thing? 2011. In uh, that time, who was the Imus? Imus. He had made some uh, remark about a black girls basketball team, girls basketball team from a black school, and he had said something about them some nappy head holes, you know, trying to end the talk of black people, and he wound up losing his show. And it was, you know, kind of a, you know, it was a thing for a minute. And hence the 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 line in here, which I'll come back to it. And it's a and it's a it's a lesson in poetry too. You have to see what words get somehow accidentally or incidentally thrust together. Short nappy hair. Yeah, you're a nappy head hole. Not so fast. It was nappy head hoe. Like he called those girls. And that was the reference there. Wow. You know, the sad part is I remember hearing that phrase when I was mm-hmm. a kid. I was a little kid, yeah. Wow. Oh, let me uh, let me just read you the uh, the uh, the uh, author's note. I did have an author's note attached to it. 
It says, setting mm-hmm. it right. For our crumbs, the base, racist caricature of black womanhood, angel food mixed spade. And for other black girls everywhere, and for all girls everywhere. Written in 2011. Huh. That was written a couple of days after the, cult, the one about my dog. This is why I'm a group. All right, all right. I'm a <laughs> Wait a minute. This is Willie Mays. <laughs> You've heard this before, but we're baseball fans, you and me. Willie Mays, cap flying, cleat flashing, over the shoulder. What a catch. Mickey, Hank, and Roberto were great, but none was ever your match. No needles, no clear, no cream. Just a country boy, a natural ball playing American dream. Hall, they should build you your own. No, one on each coast, your fame to toast. Best there ever was. Say hey, Willie May. Hallowed be thy name. There's some there's some cards that one too. Where it says no needles, no clear, no cream. Those are various forms of steroids. Yeah. Just a just a country boy, a natural. The natural was a movie about a ball player with supernatural uh, abilities. And William Hayes wasn't any of that. He's just the best ball player to ever put on a pair of cleats. I have to agree with that. I can't argue. I can't argue that. No. Yeah. It's a good way to start an argument, and uh, as with, <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you the truth. As with most things, it usually break it'll it'll break down to a racial argument. You say Willie Mays is the greatest ball player ever. Somebody will tell you, "Oh no, Babe Ruth." Well, Babe Ruth was a great home run hitter, but Willie Mays could do everything that needed to be done on the field: throw, run, hit, hit with power, and field. Those are the five things, and he was. As, well, you and I as, both know that it, there's so many records that would be held by black players. Um, yeah. Had the stats from the oh, Negro but, Leagues been recognized? The whole re- the whole record book prior to Jackie Robinson is is null and void. The whole thing. To be quite honest about it, if you take that one thought that you just made and extrapolate that across the, the total of reality. The whole record book mm-hmm. is, is off, off kilter because, you know, mm-hmm. as, as a point of fact, there was a man named Josh Gibson that everybody knew was a mightier home run hitter than Babe Ruth. And he wound up being yep. an alcoholic because he could never get to a level of, of, of uh, where his talent should have taken him. Jackie Robinson was far from the best ball player in the, in the black leagues. He was just – uh, a guy with the right temperament, right education, right bearing that could put up with the nonsense they knew he was going to have to put up with. But he was far from the best ball player. You know, Satch yeah. Page and, and, you know, Satch, you know the, 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 the ball players in those leagues were the stuff of legend. Now, they used to say about Satchel Page, oh, some guy said about Satchel, who was a pitcher. He said, I've seen Satchel knock a bat out of man's hand. <laughs> what? <laughs> He throws, you know, the pitcher throws the ball, and the batter basically has to overpower that throw in order to hit the ball somewhere 
and he not on the, the batter in this case not only could do couldn't do that, but he was so overpowered it just knocked the bat right out of his hands when he's trying to hit the ball. So that's the stuff of legends. But Willie Mays was you know a legend personified. You know, um, Buck O'Neill told me so many stories about the days when they were, you know, and he was a storyteller. Oh, he was mm-hmm. a storyteller. Um, but tell stories about the, the antics and the things they would all get up to behind the scenes, you know, and, yeah. you know, the the whole thing that, that um, oh, was it Cool Papa Bell could turn off the light and be in bed before the the room went dark. He was that fast. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, the reason that was is because they had gas lamps. So they, you turn the gas lamp off, and it takes a minute for it to go completely dark, and that's why. But they use that as a comparison for a, as a joke because, you know, yeah, he, he's so fast. He can... Uh, I mean, he should hold the record for the most bases stole. You know, see, but that's the thing. What you really have to do is just whitewash the whole record, because it's very clear that in a 15-year period between, you know, I think 47 and 72, you know, um, is that right? 47. Yeah. Well, in a, let's say in a period between 1947 and 19, in a relatively short period, let's see, 47, 57, 67, would have been 20 years. Um, so many records in that compact period fell to the hands of black ballplayers. You got to know that what about, you know, the period before what would have happened? You know, all these records were set when black players weren't able to play. And once black players were able to play, one by one they fell. Two black players. Mm-hmm. You know. But it is what it is. But, I mean, to keep it really <laughs> real, the whole record book is null and void. Everything before 1947, Jackie Robinson, null and void. Yeah. All right, sweetheart. So, thank you for letting me have four. You better be glad I'm I'm like Mr. Ever ready. I I never I, I guess <laughs> I guess I stand when sometimes people feel reticent and hesitant about um, about doing their poems. But I mean, I think every poem I ever wrote, if I wasn't proud of it enough to let people know about it. And I would still be working on it. You know, it would still yeah. be in in my imagination or in some unfinished state. But once I, you know, thought it was good enough to be a poem, that kind of means that it's able to say something to somebody, but not without your help in getting it out there. But I guess, you know, people have different things. Sometimes people just got to get it off their heart. And I understand that. I know. Hang on one second. Tech, yeah. tech. This is like, oh, it's not a squirrel. You're talking and I'm listening, and then tech support flashes this big mess, and then it's like flash, flash, flash. You can't ignore it. And it's like, oh, wait, 
<laughs> Stop it. Okay. All right. I got them out of the well, way. I'm back. I'm sorry. Okay. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you uh, stuck around. I got got to read some extra poems. That was a special treat for me, for all of Absolutely. us. So thank Real you. Treat. Well, all right. I appreciate it. And I could I, talk I, baseball with you for hours. So yeah, <laughs> that was fun too. All right, tell them again how I find you. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm Doug Curry, Douglas Curry on Facebook, Douglas Curry, C-U-R-R-Y. And, but my writing will be on uh, allpoetry.com under the name of Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D, no E in there, Manchild99, and that will be on allpoetry.com. Uh, I would invite anyone and everyone to listen to my radio program, Blacks and Blues, which comes on Friday night at 9 o'clock Eastern Time at org, or even easier than that, differentradio.org, Friday night at 9, Saturday night at 10 o'clock Central Time. There's a one-hour version of the program. It comes on WDCB, like Doug Curry Blues. WDCB uh, dot org. Listen to the blues and tell me what you think. Thank you for being here. Perfect. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. All right, love. I will be back to you the very next time as soon as I can. All right, baby. Have fun. All right, take care. You too. All right, everyone, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I want to thank you all for being here tonight. It was really fun. I had a, I had a, lot, of, a lot of fun tonight. It was great. So uh, I'm going to close the show with a track, and it is going to be, I know I have it pulled up where to go, where to go. It's going to be uh, Krista Joe Peck's piece called Death Poetry and Freddie Mercury, read by Michael Todd. So good night, everybody. We will see you next week and keep writing. Death, Poetry, and Freddie Mercury by Christian Chopek. I'd like to return this exquisite bouquet I purchased here a bit over a week ago. As you can see for yourself, all the chartreuse orchids and fuchsia oriental lilies are dead. Here is my crumpled receipt. Sorry about that. The return for my purchase will have to be applied to this debit card since the one you charged just eight days ago has since been compromised. Yeah, that was a pain, but the bank teller was so very patient and kind. I'd also appreciate a return for my son's glow-in-the-dark goldfish, Wally. He did, too. Yeah, that's how my son announced it yesterday at 6 a.m. In case you were wondering, we named him after Wallace Stevens. We especially love and read at night 13 Ways of Looking at a Blackbird and the Snowman. Oh, I can see you're not charmed. Let's move on. Actually, let's be quiet for a moment. Well, I mean, me and not you, since you haven't acknowledged my presence yet. Can you hear the foghorn blaring from the coast of Rhode Island over the Long Island Sound? I always wanted to live on an island, in fact, but... One without any bridges for car travel in and out. That seems like cheating the inhabitants out of a true island living experience. But I digress. 
Maybe you could turn down the volume on the elevator music and pay attention to the foghorn. A ship might be dying and all the fisher people on board. I'm not sure why you don't why you seem so perplexed. It seems I've ruffled some feathers underneath your expensive cashmere sweater somewhere that can't be perceived with the naked human eye. Aren't you going to do something? While we're at it, whatever it this is, I'd like to return this highlighter yellow tiny bird. It bit the dust at 3 a.m. this morning to reference the 1980 Queen song. Do you know it? Shall I play it for you? I have it right here on my YouTube playlist. Ironically, it might make you smile. Freddie Mercury's dead, too. His birth name was Farak Bulsara, by the way. Most people don't know that he was born in Zanzibar. Now, that's a place you don't often hear, or really even hear about at all. I mean, it sounds like a made-up fairy tale, ancient mythological city. No. That's how Zanzibar could market itself for more tourist enthusiasm, as well as a guiding Freddie Mercury tour bus to his grave, perhaps. Come to think of it, I don't know where he's buried. Let's see. I have a Wikipedia app on my phone. Oh, he was cremated. But it doesn't say where his ashes are. Let's ask Google. I don't want to be cremated, by the way. Do you? I worry that since it took a full three days for Jesus to rise from the dead, I might feel the fire singeing my flesh and bones. Is that silly? Superstitious? Ignorant? Playing it safe? I'll read to you about Freddie Mercury's ashes because I have to say you're not cutting me off so possibly. You may have some interest in our topic in hand, or you're bored here in your empty shop, or too lazy or afraid of me to interject. You can search me. I'm not hoarding any guns or kitchen knives. For two years after his tragic death, Mary, that's his ex-girlfriend, who stayed his closest friend, kept Freddie's ashes in his bedroom. Ever since the rumors, British spelling, he's Persian English, as to where Freddie's final resting place is circulated. That's a bad sentence grammatically. Blah, blah, blah. Some people believe he was returned to Zanzibar, while others claim his ashes are buried under a cherry tree in the garden of his London home. Hmm, that's interesting. I'll now finish off this riveting to me subject. He was a world-renowned for his four-octave vocal range, and he died in 1991 from complications of AIDS. Remember those days of the 80s and 90s when everyone was extra homophobic and suddenly concerned about the sexual history of potential sexual partners? I wonder if there are statistics on the increase of monogamy during those two decades. Now we have COVID-19, obviously, and can't even breathe on a stranger, let alone have sex. Ah, a reaction. Your left eyebrow moved up. You're not a robot after all. I dare say you're a human. I'm surprised because beneath your black COVID prevention mask, you're donning a flesh-covered ceramic mask, a grand facade that makes you seem more composed than you are internally. But bravo, your coping as this complex conundrum continues to unfold into the day we're in. Now, back to the subject of death, which brings me here. I'm not sure if you have any children of your own, sir, but did you know that at the age of three, some children start the process of comprehending death? 
after they learn the word and attach meaning to it, they will appoint a puddle with a frog lying up its belly and say, Dead, Mommy, dead. As if they just want a prize. And then the awkward and unanswerable questions follow. Mommy, when will you die? When will I die? Does God die? Well, I'm here, and I'm thinking about it. I might as well return my degenerating body. You know, well, you don't. But it's just linguistic filler to punctuate the other more important words. I mean, specifically, the degenerating muscles in my neck and back and in my small joints, hands and knees. Larger ones, back and hips, too. But the medication promises to help only the small joints. I guess you could say I'm atrophying. I jotted this note down yesterday when I woke up. Dear doctor, I'm just too busy dying all the time, and I have so much to do. Here is my highly organized to-do list for today. See, can't you do something or write a referral to a different specialist who can? But you and I, here and now, we're essentially having a one-way conversation about entropy, don't you think? I'm not sure if you can read me or not, probably the latter, so I will tell you I'm very nervous and will step out into the cold to clear my head, smoke a cigarette, but first, do you know the part in T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland, published in 1922, by the way, the lines that go, my nerves are bad tonight, yes, bad, stay with me, speak to me, why do you never speak, speak, what are you thinking of, what thinking, what? I never know what you're thinking. Think. Well, that was fun, but you're not finding any humor in all this. I have a dog, T.S. Eliot, but I can see with your slipping ceramic disc, not the COVID one, that you don't care. Yeah, I'm stepping onto the ice outside your shop's doorway. You really should put some of that clumped ice that eats away at the ice down. You need quite a lot for the ice skating rink parking lot situation you've got going on. If you must know, I'm going out to have a cigarette. You're the second person to know about my closet stress of smoking. I refuse to stress eat anymore. See, my favorite winter coat won't button at my protruding stomach. Sure, I could move one button over, but I'm going to get thinner. Just wait. While I'm out in front, I hope you'll follow the proper more protocols for refunding me the cost of the orchids and lilies, my son's goldfish and the yellow bird, and my malfunctioning body. Please don't think that you need to call my manager because I'm well aware that you own this enchanting store. And don't worry. Well, you don't seem to be worried about anything. I don't waste my brain energy on Yelp reviews. But on second or third thought, maybe I should. I'm really not threatening you. So I'll leave you to it so you can focus on all. I've enjoyed this soliloquy immensely. I hope you tell all your friends about the crazy poet who came to your store today and wouldn't stop talking about death, poetry, and Freddie Mercury. It's not that I'm lonely or anything. Really, it's just hoping to volley some ideas a bit, you know, warm up on my instrument, play some scales. Good day, sir. In case I don't return for my return, I won't forget you anytime soon.